Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. And this is the Crossroads of Twilight full book recap, 10th book of the Wheel of Time. We survived. We survived. <laughs> That is right. Welcome back to the nerdy, the wordy, the book club. Y'all, I don't know if you can see with your eyeballs because some of you are listening to a podcast, but if you can, we got our new shirts on. Yeah, 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 They uh, They have, wait, wait. Are you going to do the spin? Yeah, we got it like, oh, my hair's in the way. That's right. On the front, it says only dark friends spoil the wheel of time. And then in the back, there's a little box all the way down for all the books so you can check them off. And at UConn, you can be like, no spoilers, this is what I've read. Yeah. Yeah, this is for when we go to Jordan Con. Yes. Uh, we're gonna be wearing these shirts a lot those three days. We might wanna buy a shirt for like each day of Con because Con gets sweaty. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Uh, good morning, uh, and, pff, morning, afternoon. This is the first time we've ever done this after like noon. Yeah, yeah, it was just spicing things up. Good afternoon to everyone who made it to the live. Hello. Um. So just gonna say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. There's a lot of you, Hi. so we're not going to go individually. That would be the whole podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the plan for today is really just we're going to scroll through the questions on the Discord. Y'all were nice enough to leave them. So we didn't want to not do this because everyone left questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, like, I was not... Not well. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but we were shooting outside in the cold yeah. in little clothing. Uh, so I think that the cold kind of got to me a bit and my voice was not feeling good and then I had to film a movie over the weekend so I was like I book club has gotta it's gotta wait but we're back we're here we're doing it uh Metheny says the like button looks distinctly unsmashed that is true <laughs> that is true it must be so lonely uh Algerman says it is morning in Australia 8 a.m good morning easier. wow okay okay uh this book club is going to be about the crossroads of twilight Clarus, we finished this book a week and a half ago how are you feeling about it a week and a half out? I, I, I barely remember it. Fair. Literally, I'm like, I just can't wait to go on to the next thing. I feel, um, I feel better about it now. Oh, you like got your yeah, anxiety I, out? Well, and I think that part of the problem with this book was that I would always read it like the night before. I would leave it as late as possible because I didn't want to read it. And then I would read it the night before. And so when I woke up the next morning, I would be like still upset about it. And now uh, a week and a half later, I'm a little bit like, whatever. Yeah. It's not good, but like, yeah. I'm less like, last week I was like angry. Not last week, a week, uh, two weeks ago. We I was, up. I was like mad. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, and now I'm just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. 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 It, it's one of those things where you're like, we, we did that. You know what I mean? Like if, if the wheel of time yeah. is your entire sexual history, like this book was like that, like one night stand where you're like, I mean... Nothing like terrible happened, but also I, I don't eat, I don't remember them at all. It's nice that you only have one of those. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all. Uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us. Uh, we we had an incredible vacation in Denver last week. Yeah. Uh, there is going to be a book club <laughs> this Friday. We're going to be doing New Spring chapters one through fourteen. Hell yeah. Then there won't be a book club next week because we're at KatsuCon in uh, Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be at KatsuCon, let us know. Come say hi. We'd love to see you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the following week, uh, we are going to finish New Spring. Uh, and then we're not going to do a full book recap for New Spring just because it's not really long enough. Yeah, so, I don't feel like it's necessary. March third. 
Uh, we're going to start Knife of Dreams. Hell yeah, let's go. Um, also, uh, happy birthday, uh, Heiress to the Throne. Uh, happy There's birthday. a birthday. There's a birthday. Heiress um, to the Throne, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being here. I, I was like, you know what, let's just do like the Tuesday evening because there's going to be people who can never make a Friday morning book club. Yeah. We're going to be able to come by. So if you're here, we really appreciate it. And if you can't make it, I also I totally understand, but uh, shaking things up. Next game says, is there any plan what comes next after Wheel of Time? No plan. No. And part of the reason no for plan. that is I think we've got about six more months of Wheel of Time. Yeah, once we finish the books, we're going to do other Wheel of Time content. Well, um, and, and the show, right? Because we are going to, show. we're going to take, Friday mornings are going to be for the show for two months when season two comes out. Yeah. And so, honestly, between the book and the show, it might be like eight more months of Wheel of Time. And so it's hard to say what, um, it's just hard to say where we're going to be in, at in eight months time and like what's coming out. Like if there's another fantasy series that has a TV show or a movie coming out, I think that we'll probably cover that and try and keep the book club like topical to what's in other forms of media. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's kind of how this started. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, yeah, yeah, I think that might be what we do, but, uh. Cosmere is definitely on the list if there's nothing else that comes up. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of like Cosmere's not done. And I kind of want to wait to do like Mistborn until like the show comes out. But oh, I don't know. are they making a show? Or I think they're making a movie, right? Oh, yeah. We don't want to start something that's not finished because it's nice to, to have an end in sight for a book club yeah. series. Um, I think that's that what's that is what makes the journey in part. Um, so we've had a lot of people ask for The Expanse because we've also been doing the show. The problem is that we're spoiling. We won't be able to predict as much on The Expanse because we'll be ahead of the books with the show. Yeah, I think what was fun with Book Club is because we hadn't read it, we got to make crazy, wild, stupid predictions, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And because we're watching The Expanse TV show and reacting to it, we won't have that same element of Book Club, and so I'm not sure... If it will have the same impact. So, so yeah, we are juggling with several ideas. We genuinely have no idea what's going to happen after we live time. But we'll, and we have we'll time. Figure it out. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out later. Yeah, we have time. <laughs> um, For now, uh, oh, Larson Cross says hello and afternoon from Canada. What's hey. up, fellow Canadian? Uh, maybe Dresden Files or some- for something lighter. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Or we might do like a, one- a one-off, like a, a you know... Uh, yeah, we don't a know. singular book uh, to break it up a little bit as opposed to going directly into another huge series. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have literally no idea. Uh, shall we start answering some questions about the Crossroads of Twilight? Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Uh, Wheel Up Time. <laughs> uh, Wheel Up Time starts us off today. You want to read that, Clarus? Can I afford to waste one of my three questions on a joke in this economy? Wheel Up Time, uh, you're banned from the Discord. <laughs> How dare you? Don't you dare! No, don't do it. It'll, like, delete their messages. Can I time them out? I still delete... Ah, actually, no, don't do it. They'll be like, what happened? If they're not in the... I don't know if they're in the chat. <laughs> do they just randomly get booted on a Tuesday? Like, what? On a Tuesday. Arzu Keshevapur, thank, thank you so you much for that super chat. super chat. Cosmere isn't going to be done for another 30 years, give or take. Okay, That's well, exhausting. We'll do Cosmere in 30 years, then. That feels... Yeah, we'll, we'll still be doing Book Club in 30 years. Honestly, probably. We'll In 30 years, we'll be the only book club. Yeah, everyone will have moved on from <laughs> it's books. It's the final book club. <laughs> Why not? Wheel of Time Fan Edit asks, which arts from this book would you use in a screen adaptation? 
Elaine's. Elaine. I would make it make more to, sense. Like yeah. I would clean it up, but I think Elaine's makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. Also, it could be sped up for sure. Like, like yeah, the Elaine stuff I think is very important, and I think it will be important. I think it has like been important. <laughs> Forgot it was beer and I saw Oh, yeah, foam. I'm drinking Guinness because I needed alcohol to get through this. <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, I would do the Elaine stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think of but the I would, problem I, is. I would make it more clear what's going on and I yeah. would make it more adult. The problem is, like, you say, like, what arcs from this book, but there are no, like, full arcs in this book. There's, That's like, true. Yeah, sections yeah. of many arcs. In this book. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. like, the Siege of the White Tower has to be there, right? Like, the Egwene stuff has to be there. But, like, nothing was resolved. Obviously, I think the I'm Quindle not going to lie. I'm cutting the whole Quendal art shit. Really? Yeah. What? Like, I'm not having Egwene captured again. Or, or I'm not having her captured earlier. But, like, huh. I think okay. that I, I think that it, when this happens in the show, if they were to do the show as the books were written, mm-hmm. I think that a TV-going audience would look at her being cat- kidnapped and be like, are we really fucking doing this again? Because that's how I feel about it in the books. <laughs> yeah, and those are way more spread out. And so I'm just kind of like, I don't know, I, I would change that. Blue, thank you for gifting Blue. five Nerdy Nightly memberships. Thank you so much. Y'all, welcome to the nerd table. Um, I, I, I just, I feel like, yeah, Blue, thank you, seriously. That's so kind of you. I, I feel like the Egwene Quendalar moment is so nonsensical in terms of her plan that I wouldn't put it on film because I could not film it in good conscience, taking a main character and making her look like an idiot. Well, unless... Like, I just couldn't do it. Unless, here's the thing. Unless Egwene's plans all turn out to be some weird fabrication of, like, Halima, and then you have to show that somehow. You have to, like, show Mm. her, like, confusion or, like, questionable decisions that are very, very much not the character to be like, wait, what's going on here? So that if, if... if the Halima reveal, if that's what it genuinely is, that that it's like a bigger thing. So, uh, yeah. I like Sonic Sean's comment here. Um, or if they adapt it, make it be something smart on the White Tower's part and not Egwene being monumentally dumb out of nowhere. I agree with yeah, that. Like, I, I, you can yeah. change it so that it is Aleda making a move rather than just Egwene massively fucking up. Yeah. 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 Like, you are the Amberlynn seat, and you just, like, walked up to the White Tower. (laughs) And there was someone who could have gone and done it. Like, it's not even like she's the only person that could do it. Yeah. So it's just none of it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Arizu, welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, Egwene being captured is traditional and nostalgic at this point. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) Will she get captured, like, once a season? Is there going to be, like, a... God, I hope not. Th- God, I, yeah, I really hope not. Um, I, I think she's already been captured once in the show. I think like Rand like sending envoys to treat with the Sanchin will probably happen in the show. I think that like that makes sense. I would keep that. Yeah. Uh, I would keep all of the arcs. I just all of them are going to get well, except the Shido arc. Honestly, I would cut all of the Shido. Yes. Stuff. Honestly, have Savannah like die at, at Dumais Wells. Like, yeah. I, like. And I remember, I remember I, I was listening to our Do My As Well's audiobook reaction because it just, uh, YouTube was playing and it just started like playing on my YouTube. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, Savannah dead. Savannah dead. Get rid you know, this is the end of the Shido. And we're like four books later and I'm like, please, dear God, let it end. Mm-hmm. Uh, fan, thank you for that super chat. The Dragonsworn should have been the villains of Perrin's plotline. I agree. 
I think that that makes a lot more sense. We already know the Shido were the villain. The Shido have already done and fucked shit up. Focusing on the <clears throat> Dragon Sworn, yeah. I think is more interesting. Yeah, I would give more time to Misima. Uh, so uh, Mike LL says, uh, so hashtag questions is closed in the Discord. I guess we so we can't read along with questions. It's close that people can't add spoilers past this point because it's already been vetted. This is yeah, this has been curated to make sure that no one tries to spoil. That way our mods don't have to sit there and like watch it while we do the stream to make sure that no one posts spoilers at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um because we take spoilers seriously around here. Yeah. Uh, Xavier says, what do you think about Rand still being sick after the cleansing of Sidin? I feel like he thinks he's running out of time and this is why he wants a truce with the Sanchin. I like that. I like that headcanon. Um, mm. I I don't love that he's still the same. Uh, I, I, I actually think that like the impacts of, and, and I only say that because Winter's Heart ends with this huge event that feels very cool. Yeah. And it feels like it had no impact on the next book. I, at all. Yeah. Like, Rand is still sick, and people, the, the no one believes that Saidin has been cleansed. Yeah. And we don't spend enough time with any of the Ashaman. Yeah. So it just yeah. doesn't, like, this massive event happens at the end of book nine, and then in book ten, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't have an impact like yeah. I wanted it to. Like, we're like, wow, this huge, incredible, crazy thing just happened, and it doesn't seem to affect most of our characters really at all. And so I think that either it has to affect, like... Uh, I would prefer if it either if if it if it affected everybody like profoundly, yeah, and Rand was the same, or it, but be, but because it didn't affect everybody else, it not affecting Rand at all is just kind of like, oh okay okay yeah, like I it clearly must be some other kind of thing. Which I still don't know or understand yet, and I think it is going to affect everyone profoundly, right? Like I think that once we will, get to Demandred's point of view. But like this many pages, it sh it should have at this point because it's something that we like we're like waiting for, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah that that's it. It just because it made everything feel like nothing had really changed. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it in this book, mm -hmm. but I think moving forward, it is interesting that he is still sick. Yeah. 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 It is. It is one of those like mysteries that's like it's gonna probably be revealed maybe at some point. <laughs> Uh, Wheel of Time is next. Says Bed Bond Bail Filer. What? Weevil scenes, bathing scenes, scenes with cold weather. Well, this is so easy. You bail fire the weevil scenes, you marry the cold weather scenes, and you bed the bathing scenes. What do you mean easy? What? I'm... They're burp. Thank you for the They're five. Burp. Thank you for your membership. memberships. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you so much. Hell oh, yeah. Karn got one. Look hell at that. Hell. Let's go. Uh, I don't know what you mean by easy. I. I... Okay. You're gonna marry. The... Okay, so you're gonna marry. You're gonna bond the bathing scenes because that's the thing you want forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're you're gonna you're not gonna fuck the weevils. So you're gonna fuck the cold. But you're not fucking weevils. You're. It's like. It's like. The level of which you like the scenes that's written? No, 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 no. I'm telling you right now, if you're going to have sex in any of the scenes, you I would rather have sex outside in the cold, right? Because, you're, because the sex keeps you warm than have sex on a bed of weevils. Like, that's fucking disgusting. And so I am going to marry the bathing scenes because I could spend the rest of my life in a bath. I think you're taking it too literally. I think you're not taking it literally enough. Okay. 
I'm going to marry the bathing scenes because okay. I love baths. You Great. know, I, I'm a bathing boy. Uh-huh. Um, but I do have to shower afterwards. I do not bathe to clean myself. I bathe to relax. Oh, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. baths are disgusting. If you bathe and then wrap yourself in a towel and then go about your life, it, I think you're a monster. What? What do you mean? If you get into a bath, uh-huh. sit in your own filth for an hour. And then you get out and you rub that filth all over yourself that you've just sat in. And then you put clothes on, you go out in the world. Disgusting. You get in the bath, you hang out, you chill, you let your muscles relax. And then at the end of that, you go in the shower and you clean yourself. And then you go out into the world. This is a hard line. The dirt is in the water, not on your body. But you are also in the water. Okay. But the dirt just doesn't magically leave the water and like suck onto your body afterwards. But some of it is still there. Sure, a little bit. Your yeah. open asshole is in that bath water. Okay. So when you get out of that bath water, you rinse off. I'm. Th- th- this is a hard line for me. Do never, never get out of the bathtub, dry off, and get into our bed. I will be upset. I'm telling you now, I will be upset. And you haven't been. I because I didn't know, and now I'm kind of disgusted. You sat. <laughs> With your asshole against the same water that you, like, rub into your face. And then you don't shower before you get out of the bathroom? I don't put bath water on my face. Disgusting. I usually put it in, like, bottles. and. I'm marrying the bathing... What? Oh. If you want Clarissa's bath water, there are other places you can go for that. <laughs> I've actually never done that. Marry the bathing scenes, fucking outside in the cold weather scenes, and uh, burning all of the weevils with balefire. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that got weird really fast. Sure, let, we'll go with that one. You, you you don't have your own answer? I don't understand the question. Fair. That, that is fair. Oh, God. Wheel of Time also asks, what do I have to do to get you two to play my Wheel of Time board game once you finish the series? Uh, not much. We'll probably play it once we finish the series, but yeah. I don't want to get spoiled. Yeah, we, we want to do more Wheel of Time content when we are done with the books, so don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, we just, we're not engaging with that stuff until, I, I might play the game, because the game apparently came out after, like, book seven, so I might play the board game on stream soon, but, um, that won't be until after Katsukan. The board game or the video game? The video game. The video game. Uh, but we'll probably play that after Wheel of Time. Uh, Elbinho asks, of all the riveting chapters in this book, which one would you have chosen for the audiobook reaction? That's tough. None of them. I think the Sanchin one, um, where Rand is like, go meet the Sanchin. I think that would have been the one, because that would have been the, because my reaction to it would have been big. I'd have been like, Rand, what the fuck are you doing? Because that's what I felt like when I was reading it. Dirt Burb, uh, member for three months. Thanks so burb. much for joining. Welcome back to the nerd table. So excited to be here live for this conversation instead of leaving you on for my cats when I leave for work. <laughs> I'm glad your cats like... Your cats are learning so much about um, us. Um, Like the book club. um, I think it's the Sanchen one. I think that... I think Rand like sending them to meet the Sanchen. Yeah. It was was like interesting to me. It was one of the few things in this book that I actually found interesting. Yeah. 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 No, I will agree with that. God, I really like don't... Because even the prologue wasn't particular. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to go with that one. Can't think of anything else. <laughs> Welcome to today's book club where I make decisions and Clarus agrees with them. Well, I just, I have 
Yeah, that one. We'll I don't go with really, that one. The, the, the shittiest part is that I just I don't have strong feelings towards this book, and, and it's sad. This is going to be our best podcast ever. Guys, best podcast ever. Smash that like button. <laughs> Smash it. Bet it. Don't bail fire it. And Fert don't of, bond it without its consent. Furt of Woon. Furt of Woon says, question, the show is on a budget. Correct. You can only choose one of the major magic battles to shoot. Fairly true to the books. Which would it be? Dumai's Wells, Minethrin, The Cleansing? Which would be the most spectacular and most necessary for character development and viewer emotions? To hew the closest... Do you mean, like, in scale? Because the, the budget affects, like, the scale of the Monkey, battle. thank you for being an arc for 11 months. Monkey, You thank are you. forced to be here. Thank you for <laughs> moderating. Everyone say thanks to our moderators. Yes, thank no, you so, so you're making the Wheel of Time show. What is the one big battle that you are putting all of your money into, essentially? That I'm putting... Amazon is letting you have one because they've got to spend all their other money on Rings of Power. So you only get to have one big battle. What is the big battle that you're putting into your Wheel of Time show? I guess so far. Because mm -hmm. there's probably more. There's a... The, hmm. Here's the thing. It kind of depends on how uh, how much the show focuses back on Emmons Field at all. Whether or not okay. we even go back at all. Yeah. Because um, having that emotional connection to the Battle of Emmons Field... Mm -hmm. I think is really important, but in terms of scale, that doesn't need to be big. I think it has to be Dumai as well as it has to be big. And here's the thing. For me, it's not even a battle. It has to be Ruidian. Like, Ruidian, the the trials, and the, the, the all the Aiel there. Like, the, and Rand speaking to them. Like, oh, and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for me, I think that, in terms of scale, and Dumai as wells, need to be, like, the biggest thing. The cleansing doesn't That's, that's my choice. Really? It doesn't yeah, have a lot I, of people, though. I know, but it's the one that I can do. It's it, the, the cleansing mm. at Shadar Lagoth is the one of these battles that I know how to direct. Like okay. I know how to pull. I know how to pull off the cleansing on a TV budget because it's trees and magic and CGI. It's actually fairly simple. There's what twenty well, people that's, there. That's what, why I didn't pick it. So you make, like... but you make the CGI huge to make it to give it scale. Like honestly, of the battles, I think Shadar Lagoth is the easiest one. Yeah. Right. The Dumai's Wells is is almost impossible. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Dumai's Wells isn't even a, like, money problem. It's a, like, reality problem. Of, like, yeah. filming that in live action is... It's like the Lord of the Rings. A production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a production onto itself. Yeah. And I don't know that the Wheel of Time show is built for that kind of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. The way that their production is run. I would love for it to be. I really want Dumai's Wells to rock. But I yeah. can see how that show does Shadar Lagoth, and I do not see how that show does Do My Swells. Yeah. Um, yeah because that's it, there, fair. there really isn't anything of any real scope in season one. Like, even the, like, Tarwin's, no. the Tarwin's Gap fight at the end of season one. They got fucked over by COVID, so it's yeah. not much of anything. Yeah. And so we, re we really haven't seen what they would do at scale. Mm -hmm. um, but the the scale of all of the battles in season one is so small, right? Mm -hmm. Even the, like, fight on the Dragon Mount, there's, like, 15 people in that scene. It's this big yeah. battle, but there, there's really just her fighting, like, seven people and then some dead bodies on the ground. Yeah. And so I think that with, with a TV show budget, I think that I could make Shadar Lagoth the battle there look really rad mm -hmm. and the reveal that it's land fear and like those moments I you can do that on TV in a way that like 
Dumai's Wells, you need an army of people who are yeah. committed to the vision of it to pull it off. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what they do, really. I, I am, and I hope that it's amazing. Um, but uh, Dumai's Wells is hard. Yeah, it is. I'm also thinking, like, there are a lot of really big, difficult things to handle. Like, the whole, like, Rand chasing um, Robin and uh, Balsamon through <clears throat> um, Riad. Like, those kinds of things are big and important and also take a... Those aren't too like, hard. Well, I just mean, like, they can get creative with it in a cheaper way. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you know, do you funnel money into those to make them special? Like, yeah. the dream world. Like, that, it's really difficult with the, thi- with the thing that on this scale to, like, pick and choose where to put your money. And here's yeah. the thing. I think <clears> that <throat> they're going to have to do something bigger in season two. They ha- well, yeah. They have to ramp up to it, yes. But here's the thing. If people fall off in the beginning because they don't get that uh, big juicy fantasy, like, um, battle drip feed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, like, there will people who will lo- there will be people who will lose interest. Yeah. And so I actually think season two, they can't, they have to do something. And I think it's got to be Falma at, at this point. Well, and I also think that the wait for season two is discouraging for a fan base. Yeah. I, I think that you're seeing that. Like, even diehard Wheel of Time people are not happy on Twitter right now about yeah. the show, right? Yeah. And so I think that even the people who want to love it feel a little bit put out by the way the process of season two has gone about. Whether that's fair or not to the production, I just think that's yeah. the reality of it. For sure. And I think that from a audience perspective, getting people to come back for season two is going to be an uphill battle at this point yeah. that I think that they're entirely capable of. But mm. once they climb that marketing battle to get people in for season two, I think that they also have an uphill battle in season two of showing that they can pull off this book, this series. Yeah. Because I don't, honestly, I don't think series one, uh, season one, I don't think it did a good job showing how they're going to pull off the future books, much in the same right. way that Eye of the World does not feel of a scale with the rest of the novels. Yeah. Right? And so I'm really... I'm, I'm hoping that season two shows us Falma in a way that convinces me that, like, Dumai's Wells might happen. But I do think that if if season two just doesn't have that scope, I think that fans of the novels will go, they're not going to pull it off, and they'll pull out. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I Yeah, possibly. You you have to show people that you can pull this off, and I, I, I don't know. Yeah. There's not a lot of faith right now, yeah. especially with what happened with Origins and everything. It's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. They got an uphill battle. I think they got to do something big with season two. Yeah. Um, and they, they got to make a bold choice, right? If, if they just fizzle and are, like, waffly, that doesn't instill um, uh, faith in the fans. They need to make a strong choice that some people are going to hate, but at least uh, there will be those people who know where this is going yeah. and will probably love it. Or at least be like, okay, I can see what they're trying to do at least, right? So... Uh, Kyle Franson says the Tarwin's Gap battle shows they can't handle the scale of Dumai's Wells. I don't think that's fair because they yeah. were one of the first shows to come back and film during COVID with restrictions they didn't know what to do with. Yeah. And uh, the entire finale, look, I, I've said it. I, I think the finale is just a bad episode of television We've on a technical level. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that I think that it is a rush job because they were trying to get the show out on time. Yes. And with COVID, they didn't know what to do. I am not going to hold... A, a once in a lifetime pandemic that they didn't know how to handle against the creators of the show. Yeah. I think that there is a hundred percent room for season two to show us what they actually wanted the scale of that battle to be. Absolutely. And so I'm, I, I am very willing to wait for season two because I know how 
look, my entire life was messed up by COVID. I know what that's like. I, I have a different job now because of COVID. Yeah. The, the theater industry that I love so much that I come from hasn't really recovered four years later. So yeah. I don't hold that against them. I'm excited to see what they do in season two, mm-hmm. but they have to prove to the uh, the fan base in season two that they can do this. I agree 100%. Uh, Russ, Russ Tongue. Welcome to the nerd table. Thanks for joining up. Thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> let's uh, let's get into uh, this next question. Um, oh, actually, there's another part of Ferdinand's question. They did say, um, I'm assuming they, they will not skip the last battle due to budget reasons, that they will not skip the cleansing, even if it is a very watered-down version from the books. Uh, I hope they get there. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I really, really do. Jay Abbott says, as you are closing in on the end of Wheel of Time, are you having any thoughts about what might be next for Book Club? My top recommendation would be Joe Abercrombie's first law books. They are outstanding. I don't even know those. Joe Abercrombie's books are very dark, and I don't think that we will cover them. Uh, Uh, Ah. My understanding is that Abercrombie is rather grimdark. Mm. In a way that um, we don't want to like. Even feel if I sad would enjoy reading, I, I don't want to discuss. Okay. <laughs> because it gets complicated. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, but I I've heard I've heard valid. nothing but good things about Joe Abercrombie, but th- that might be a little bit dark for this show. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I think we kind of mostly answered that earlier about we yeah. don't 100 percent know what is after Wheel of Time book club, but um, we're not, we're not we're not gonna just like stop. There, there will be other things. <laughs> yeah, Albino says Abercrombie's not really brand safe. We're not really brand safe, but like even we have limits. And like Wheel of Time butts up against like what I'm like comfortable talking about sometimes. Yeah. It's tough. This yeah. has been tough and going further than that can be hard. Yeah, for sure. Especially because like we're not like experts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're just people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, like I want to find another series that um, I don't want the fan base of this show to not continue with the show because the books are, like, too dark for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, William, thank you for that super chat. <laughs> Glad you guys have calmed down. Thanks, William. Yeah. Crossroads is a struggle, but, but there are many nuggets to be mined in it. You know what? I You you do the mining, and I will read the breakdowns uh, I'm, I'm on a I'm sure they are only to be mined when we have the roadmap for the finale. The Library of Tarvalon uh, has the uh, chapter uh, breakdowns, and so I think on a reread, I'll just <laughs> read those. Um, oh, God. Ari, uh, uh, early, early Anne. I think so. Says, yeah. at this point in the reading, Team Bella is a dark friend, or Bella is the creator? Uh, uh, that's not even a question. Bella is the creator. What are you talking I'm about? I'm going to be controversial. Uh, I'm uh, atheist, and I think that there is no creator. What? Yeah. Who made the pattern and the wheel? I don't think it exists. I think it's just people <laughs> saying shit to each other be, to try and understand a world that they can't comprehend. Yeah, I mean, fair. Like, who came up with the idea of, like, a woven pattern rug? Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was the dark one. Maybe the dark one is like, I'm, I'm going to confuse him. Kathorak, thank you for joining the Nargs. Welcome back. I think the Dresden Files might be interesting for this book club. We'll have to look into Dresden it. I don't actually Files. know much about the Dresden Files. Me neither. Yeah, I kind of want to stick with fantasy, though. I've been, mm. like, really enjoying having fantasy in my life. Me too. I kind of want something. I wish we hadn't read Aragon. Can you imagine how fun that would have been for book club? I want dragons, guys. Next, next book club, I want dragons. It's my favorite. Because then we can have dragon merch. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. I'm so excited for that TV show. They better not fuck it up. Oh, I will cry. You know what I want our next piece of merch to be? What? I want it to be a t-shirt or a hoodie mm-hmm. 
that says a hoodie. It's like the, the words are like a circle. And it says either a t-shirt with a question mark or a hoodie. And then the bottom part of the circle says in this economy. And then in the middle, it's like an animated version of you giving finger guns. I want that shirt. Someone make this an emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Methany, thank you for that super Methany, chat. thank you so much. Since we're back at other series, Next Game pointed out that Cosmere is like the MCU with some finished series in it. In fact, Sanders mm. even credits MCU for him being able to go beyond Easter eggs. Interesting. Okay. Cosmere's on the list, guys. We're just, we're going to be keeping an eye out for what yeah. else is coming out at the time so that we can kind of... Yeah, it's definitely a Stay on the SEO. contender for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Last Kingdom, I did watch the first um, season of, so I w- I kind of already knew I-, I would know that that was that's that that's where that's headed. Yeah, at least for season one. Obviously, after that, I mean, we'd watched season one of Wheel of Time before we started this, though. So true. That is true. I don't know how many Last Kingdom books there are, though. But Dresden is urban fan. It's not epic fantasy. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Thank you, Elthor's Taint. Uh, Early Ann also asks, as actors, what character scene would they each pick to portray? Also, what is their top for watching, again, from an acting perspective? What is their top for watching? Um, uh, uh, sorry, let me read that. Uh, oh, I love that you're like, okay. let me read it, because you're dyslexic and you might have just gotten it No, wrong. no, no. I didn't. The words that you said just didn't they didn't get in there. Okay. Um, so I was like, I just need to look at this. Top for watching again. Okay, so what scenes do we like watching from an acting perspective, and what scenes would we like to be in from an acting perspective? Um, my favorite, my favorite acting performance in season one is Loghain. I think in terms of like performance, I think that I with- think they mean the book. Oh. Like what what scenes in here? Like what is a scene from this that you would love to get your juicy little actor hands oh, on? Oh, I was I thought the watching part was about season 1 and the what scene would I pick to portray was from the books. <clears throat> but that's fair. I'm not sure. Um, I'm I'm not 100% sure. But but yeah, you know, my favorite my favorite performance to watch in the show is Loghain's. I think that actor mm-hmm. really did something really special with that performance. Um and then obviously yeah. I, I I love Daniel Henney. Um but uh the, there was something wildly charismatic about Logan's performance in that show that really stuck with me, despite not having a lot to do in the show. Yeah. Um, I thought he was really excellent. In terms of uh, what character I would want to portray, uh, like, I would love to play the first half of Perrin's arc. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like... I, Galad? I actually think Galad has a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. I, I think that his story so far I would really enjoy playing. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be a good Galad too. I'm not like handsome enough, but I'd be a good Galen. Cause I'm big enough that you buy that like I'm capable in a fight. Right. But I'm not like immediately like the handsome, like, oh yeah, that's the leading Prince Charming that Galad is. So right. I feel like visually I'm more of a Gawain than a Galad. Um, but I'm still six four and I can still like I'll if you wanna go toe to toe with broadswords, let's go. Like I'll enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but also very protective. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think I would be I think I would actually play Gawain really well. I just kind of hate Gawain's story. I I I'm still on like when Gawain showed up, everyone's like, "Ugh, Gawain," and I was like, "Nah, I I get it. I feel bad for this dude. I don't think he's had much interesting in the last couple books, but I still think that his yeah. storyline and his his characterization is actually really interesting and well written. Um, yeah, I would love to play Gawain in the scene where he's yelling at Aleda about where. Um, Elaine is. I think like that, mm-hmm. like scenes like that with Gawain 
like if they really let Gawain have those kind of that screen time to like be if you because I, I think that if you really set up his turn on the White Tower, I don't mm-hmm. think there's enough of it in the books. Mm-hmm. So when he turns on the White Tower, it just feels like it's a little bit too fast. Yeah. Or when he turns on Swan, I mean. Uh, mm, and so I think gotcha, that if gotcha. you, I think that if you give him the, enough screen time to really set up how angry he is and mm-hmm. how like how protective of his sister he is, I think Gawain has a really cool arc. It's just that after they leave, Gawain just kind of like fitters about. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I I love both Avienda and Elaine, mm-hmm. and I like it, it's a coin coin co- uh, coin toss on. I feel like the longer <laughs> we're married, the more my dyslexia seeps into you. No, it it happens to me too. I like, yeah. I mm-hmm. you can at least read. For the most part, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Elaine and Avienda are a big toss up for me because they're very different. Mm-hmm. Um, they're together a lot of the time. I would love to be either one of them in the first sister scene. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think as an actor. Oh my God! There's so much there. Uh, like that. That would be. That would be awesome. Do you think they do that scene fully nude in the show? There's no. been some pretty casual nudity in the show so far. Uh, maybe I. I would love for them to find a way to f- like get a really great female director and film that in a way that is not objectifying, mm-hmm. but actually like because I, I would love to see more uh, um ev- more evidence of American cinema. That shoots nudity the way that European cinema does. Yeah, and so totally I think that fair. if you took a real like European um, viewpoint on the way that nudity is shot, mm-hmm. I think that you could do it. I just I don't know if the show will. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I I don't know if they will either. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. I you know I I do think that oftentimes people conflate nudity with um, like. Sexual arousal, like yeah, yeah. like nudity is not always sexual. Um, but because you know, the problem is that you know that it's just gonna end up on Pornhub. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like because it always does, and it's yeah. always like taken out of context and gross. But. Yeah, but like, uh, but yeah, that so that's the scene for sure. But like, although I, I guess maybe I should have picked something from this book, but I don't know what that would be. We have done a really uh, good job. We're about um, forty minutes into this podcast, and I think we've said maybe two things about Crosswinds of Twilight. <laughs> We're doing great. Um, yeah, as t- in terms of Avienda and Elaine, I genuinely love both for different reasons. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure which one I would be like cast as. Probably Elaine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my like typing is more Elaine than Avienda. Avienda 100%. is a warrior, and I am too goofy looking. And like, small. Sure, but even if you well, shot but the around Iel, that, but the Aiel are supposed to be like yeah, the Amazons. They are supposed to be tough. Yeah. You are you are hundred percent correct. Um, and so I think uh, it is more likely that I would be cast as Elaine than Avienda, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So uh, James Ross says, "When did I get the Bucky's cup?" Uh, I got this when we were driving in the South. Yeah, um, we drove to. I love Bucky's. If you're if you need the best bathrooms uh, on the road. Bucky's, man. Uh-huh. Also, those pulled pork sandwiches at Bucky's on a biscuit. I do love a southern biscuit. It's weird to just see like a random mall at the side of a highway. Yeah, but Bucky's is the best. Yeah. I don't get to go often because they're, you know, a whole country away, but I do love yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Loki asks, what power will Egwene unlock in this next kidnapping arc? <laughs> do you think she will reach her final form? Um. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, like right now she's like um, Charmeleon. She's about to become Charizard. 
Do you think he's gonna get stilled? Because that's my thing, like, why wouldn't Aleda still her? I think she gets stilled and then healed, right? Because what's-his-face with um, Ked Swain can heal women stilling back to full power? Sure, yeah. And then what, she's like the Amarillin seat, but she can't channel? No, I think that Ked I don't think she gets saved until, like, Rand and Ked Swain come and save her. I agree. You'd be a great gal. Um... Mm, okay. Yeah, I could see it. I'm tall enough, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I I just think like why wouldn't why wouldn't Alita still her? Yeah. She's still Swan. You know what I mean? Like she she's she's got this iron grip. Why wouldn't you just immediately still her so that the danger of first unless, of all she unless, hasn't taken the oaths, unless. so she's the only person in the tower who can use the power willy nilly. Yeah. Unless. Yeah. Uh, knows how to compel. What does compelling her do, though? Well, I mean, they, like, send her back, but compelled to, you know, give orders that yeah, but undermine then, them. But then Aleda has to, ex- like, that That gets really complicated, right? Because then you're involving, like, the one, like, hard line that the Aes Sedai have. Well, because Alvion's a dark friend, right? So Well, yeah, I know, I know, but Aleda isn't. Yeah, I just mean it would be a way, I think, for Alviarin to redeem herself. I have no... You're going to have to elaborate. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, with, you know, like, she she fucked up because Aleda kind of put her in her place, right? And so she called Masana, 911, help me, um, and then, you know, got kicked out by Shadokaran. So I, I think that it would allow her back into, like, the Forsaken's good graces... But I don't know if she knows how to compel, so... I, I, I don't understand how that... I don't... So, so but that would involve Alviarin being the one who caught her at the docks. Yeah, which uh, I don't know who did, so... Yeah, I just don't see it. Like, if, if you're being accused of being a dark friend and you're trying to run from accusations of being a dark... of being Black Aja, I don't think your first action is to do the thing that proves that you're Black Aja. Um... That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because her getting kicked out of the White Tower for being Black Aja doesn't seem to help the Forsaken's goals right now. Yeah. So I feel like you're just, like, playing into the accusation that you're trying to avoid. I think Elaine's, like, power she's going to unlock in this... Um, Egwene? Sorry. It, yeah, Egwene's power that she unlocks is going to be um, being, like, being alive in Teleran Riyadh. Like Rand did. Because she remember she figured out how to travel. Oh, how to be living flesh and tell her. Yeah. She, no, she already did that. She did? Yeah. Uh, she did that when she traveled from the Wise Ones to uh, Salad Bar. I thought she learned how to travel. Yeah, but she did. No, no. She ran through Teleran Riyadh over the course of like a day. And she like figured it out that way. Remember? So I think she's already done that. Really? Unless I'm wrong. Unless I'm wrong about how she traveled there, but I'm she no no because she she walked into Teleran Riyadh. She got on Bella and she rode Bella across the like countryside to Salad Bar. So I think she already knows how to do that. That could be how she gets out of the White Tower. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would love if halfway through the prologue, Egwene is like, "I don't right. need to be here," and she just walks out of the Salad Bar, <laughs> walks back to the Salad Barbarians. She's like, "Bye, guys." Bye, guys. <laughs> Bella they're like, shows up. They're, like, holding her with the one power she shielded, and she's like, 
wait, dream powers aren't shielded, and she just, like, walks into Teleranriad and just disappears on them? <laughs> that, that would be, be rad. That would be funny. That would be the best way to start the next book. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. nah, fuck this. I ain't kidnapped. You don't know. I can get out of this shit. <laughs> Fork <laughs> Root T doesn't stop Teleranriad, bitch. That's that's true. I think. Right? I have no idea. You know what? No I don't know yet. Um, okay, well, then I have no idea. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So I, I don't know. What what was the question? Oh, what what power will she unlock? I don't think she'll unlock a power. I think she's going to um I think she's gonna be useless for a bit. Great. Uh Egwene, I hope I, not. I, I just I, I think Egwene's gonna be kidnapped. And that like on the eve of them doing whatever because remember in her vision there's like the thirteen at the table yep. doing something to her. On the eve of that happening, Rand is gonna like fucking break down the wall and be like, oh yeah and Kool-Aid man his way to saving her. God, I hope so. That's just what it feels like. Um Skeptical Mario asks, if you could give Robert Jordan one piece of storytelling advice, what would it be, assuming he receives it when book six is published? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> what a spicy question. One piece of storytelling advice for Robert Jordan. Um, that's so tough. Because yeah. there's so many things that I would tell him. Momentum. Storytelling is 50% momentum. And if you can't feel the momentum of your scenes, then you are failing. And you need to focus, you need you need to maintain the momentum of your book. And once you lose that, you start to lose your audience. Yeah, I think it's just don't be precious with it, you know? Fine. Oh, my one piece of storytelling advice, get a different editor. Just get a different editor. Yeah. Get another editor and beta readers. James Ross and I are on the same page. Yeah, honestly, I think that that would have helped in a lot of ways. Just to get another editor doesn't, you, you know, if you you still want your wife to edit it, uh, you're the first pass, fine, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, put your book into Google and, like, um, or into like a Google Doc mm -hmm. and enter phrases to see how many times you're using certain words. And like, if you put in red main or breastplate and it comes up that you use that word like 96 times, you've used it too many fucking times. They in know. In one book, yeah. They, they, over 15 they know. books, the, you know, that's fine, that's fine. But like, yeah, yeah over a single one. Yeah. But definitely, yeah. I honestly just get another editor. Yeah. And like, Seven through ten is one book. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Rob Ross says, "Have you seen the book cover for New Spring? And if so, how hyped are you for it?" I haven't because the version that we have is like just a green. It's like it's, a, like, it's like a nothing. Should we should we should we look at it live? Sure. A live reaction to the New Spring book cover. Let's go. Oh shit! It's, it's just Moraine and Land. Moraine and Land, yeah. Okay. All cool. Right. Wait, well, that's one of them. What's the one on the horses? That's I have no idea. That's weird. The fuck! Who are these people? This is Moraine. What? This is Land. That is a child. That's Moraine. No, no, she's always portrayed as like super short in that's... all of these covers. No, that's a child. Yeah, because it's this. It's the same what? thing from Eye of the World. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you never seen this before? Yeah, in Eye of the World, that's Moraine and Lan. 
Lan is 12 feet tall in that in the Eye of the World book cover. Literally. Because if you consider the perspective of the camera, yeah. Lan is literally like nine feet tall She's in the She's also of riding World. a pony beside a warhorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's definitely Moraine, and this is Lan back here. I don't know who these two fuckers are, though. These fuckers. These fuckers. Uh, wow. That's, that's cool. so weird. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's our. We're, I'm excited for Moraine and Lan. Cool. That'll be fun. Yeah, pretty hyped. Pretty hyped for New Spring, to be honest. Da underscore Vaughn. Would you expect Robert Jordan to be capable of writing another all-timer and return to form if you didn't have everyone in the world telling you Knife of Dreams is exactly that? No. Absolutely not. I would consider the beginning of the Wheel of Time a fluke, um, and I would just assume that that is the best he ever got. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I would... It's been a, it's been a steady decline. And so I, the, the idea that he's going to, like, I could see him start to turn it around with the ne next book. Mm -hmm. But the idea that after, like, like, seven, eight, nine, and ten get worse as they go. Yeah. Nine has an incredible ending. But, like, those books, seven it's a... Seven is still pretty good. It's just after the high, good. high yeah, yeah. of Dumai's Wells, right? It's just a it's, little like, oh. It's pretty good. Yeah. But the decline starts there. Yeah. And so I would not expect the next book to be a massive step forward if I hadn't been told maybe five million times in the last six months that it's a massive step forward. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Metheny's cat asks, when he was younger, Sanderson famously would imagine character cameos in the books he read. So, which minor character in The Wheel of Time is actually visiting from the Star Wars Aragon universes? Or where would you have one make an appearance? <laughs> Who from Star Wars would I have make an appearance in Wheel of Time? I feel like Rand would Rand could use a conversation with Yoda. Okay. You know what I mean? Or Obi-Wan. Rand needs a like mentor who can be like, hey, I I get it. Shit's tough. Mm -hmm. But being a good person is still valuable. Mm -hmm. And I like Rand is missing that influence because there's nobody in his life being like, hey, being a good person matters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would go with like Yoda or Obi-Wan. Yeah, I think for Aragon, I would go with Angela. Uh, I think Angela would be very much a, a needed force for good in this world, um, uh, especially in, in like. Her, like, very strange perspective. I think it would ver be very helpful for um, for someone like Perrin or um, for Egwene mm -hmm. yeah. uh, in moments. Uh, def definitely, like, Angela. Angela's a, a fantastic character, similar to Yoda in, in a lot of ways. Um, but just, uh, I don't know, a little more, like, well, I guess it depends on, when, like, when with Yoda. But yeah. Yeah, it definitely has some like strange knowledge. So I I want Angela to show up and be like, "My name is Angela. Hey, hello. Welcome to my very own show. Except for you, Nanette Manwar. Oh no, it's Ninny Poo. Do you not know what that is? No idea what just happened. Are you even Canadian? That I was like the Canadian animated show when I was a kid. I don't even know what that is. It's the Angela show. It's ah. about this like Canadian girl and then her bully is this like Nanette Manoir who's this like French Canadian little girl. Wow. Disappointed. Disappointed! Uh, 
Metheny's Cat also asks, as far as I'm aware, Robert Jordan was planning to write three prequels and three Outrigger novels taking place after the series. Prequel one is, of course, New Spring. What would you like to have seen in the other ones? Obviously, from your current perspective, not having finished the series. What other prequels? Um, I mean, like, like I would love an Age of Legends series. Yeah. About, like, um... Angela Anaconda. People, see, there's people in chat who know what's up. There's people in chat who know what's up. Let's go. Let's go chat showing up for me. Um. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. What prequel would you want? I would, uh, Age of Legends prequel, and I would want, um, uh, like, Ogier prequel. Um, like... What when the when they sheltered like the the men who went mad and the ways were created? Um, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, you. I want a prequel of the characters who notoriously don't do things. <laughs> no, no, no. I have it center around something that actually does happen. Uh, yeah, uh, a prequel about the 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 men trying to live in the settings. But even then, like the Ugir are the least interesting characters in your that prequel, right? Like, it would be making it about the, the first men to try not going mad is interesting. Yeah, yeah, okay. But the Ogier are just like, yeah, sure, come live with us. <laughs> like, that's that's their, like, yeah. part in that story. Yeah. It's not like the Ogier, like, forced them to stay or they just kind of eventually left and died of madness. That's, uh, a, that's a bleak story you want to watch. A Green Man prequel. Ooh, that'd be fun. I, I like, yeah, I would want something in the, in the Age of Legends, right? Like, mm. that's where... Yeah. Honestly, I would love if I could if I could choose my prequel, mm -hmm. I would want the Landfear series and really get into what it meant to become a Forsaken. And like her like the 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 unrequited love with Luce Theron. Cause like making it about Luce Theron's boring because you know how that story ends. Okay, yeah. Whereas yeah. like putting making it about land fear, it's just a different perspective on that story that is You know how it ends, but it should but like not in like but but it's I think it's still interesting and worthwhile. It would be kind of like the Anakin of it all, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that yeah, I think a land fear prequel would be really cool. Okay, I'm into that. Yeah. yeah, I would read the shit out of that. Absolutely. Just this woman who's just so in love with this man and so smart and so ambitious and driven mm -hmm. that, like, being spurned, what, what, like, how does she turn to the Dark One? I think there's a really interesting story there. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's fair. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. It can't be about the Ogiers, but, like, you know, the, the male channelers would be would be fun. <laughs> It would just be like a like Lord of the Rings prequel about the Ents hanging out in the forest. We're gonna go see Tam. We today. have just decided. <laughs> no, sorry, agreed. We have just agreed. Oh no! You know what I want? I want the rock star story of Os Osmodian. Not Asmodian. Um, Asmodian? Asmodian. Yeah. 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 But like him as like this like, it's almost like the Johnny um, Silverhand story from Cyberpunk. But he's like this rock star who just doesn't want to die. And so it's about this like, he's just like a drug addicted musician traveling around the fucking Age of Legends. Uh, and he 
it, it's like the musician makes a deal with the devil story, which is like famous, right? That's that's like a tropey story. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. you know what I want? I want all of the Forsaken before they were Forsaken. I want to see how all of them. Why did Simrhaj go to the Dark One? Why did Demandred? That's what I want. That would be the prequel to fucking make. Yeah, who the fuck who is more? Who cares about Luce Theron fucking up, right? Yeah. Like fuck the that most guy. the most interesting thing about Luce Theron fucking up is actually the consequences of it, not yeah. why he fucked up. He fucked up for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. But watching the corruption of the souls of the other Forsaken, now that's a fucking story I want to read. That would be actually very cool. I'm into it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drug, sex, and the true power, the Esmodian story. I like that. Yeah. I'm no, I'm into it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, like um, Aganor. Like, how does Aganor go from like genet- like working with CRISPR and like cloning goats <laughs> to becoming like to making monsters? Yeah, because you have to imagine at the beginning of that story, he he just wanted to save the world, right? He's just a doctor trying to do the right thing, and then he takes it too far. Yeah, there's some cool shit in there. Yeah, um, Albino asks if you were RJ and your main plot threads were moving at a snail's pace right now, how would you start Knife of Dreams? To get some much-needed pace back into the series. Oh, oh. Um, I would start the next book with Gareth Bryan popping into the White Tower through a portal with, like, 75 men to rescue Egwene. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking rad. I would just just start it a week later, Mm -hmm. and it is the middle of the night, and there's some poor librarian in the hallway, and they're in, like, the lobby of the White Tower. Uh, A shimmering gateway opens up, and 75 men charge into the room. And like, boom, start of Knife of Dreams, in my opinion. You just fucking go. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I I, yeah. I like that. I think that's a very strong choice, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think that's probably the best choice. I think you could also start it with um, uh, uh perhaps um, the, they're like a battle for Camelin. Oh, that's if there is actually going to be a battle there, If there is, yes. I think that, I I don't know, I feel like Elaine wins that battle so handily right now. Uh, Yeah, probably. Uh, Methany, think of that super chat. Methany, thank you. My cat loves the Forsaken prequel idea. She would also like you to know that apparently a Tam sequel was planned. A Mm. sequel? Uh, probably prequel, I think. Or, yeah. <laughs> That's a spoiler. We don't know that he survives, Methany. <laughs> he might be dead. It has also no, been I... set up throughout the series to an extent. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think a, pr- a prequel... Yeah. Uh, I think is what they meant. Yeah, yeah. A, a Tam prequel would uh, be fun, but we kind of know what the biggest beats of that storyline are. Yeah, although going along with the how and the why could definitely be interesting. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I think that anything that just starts with action, you're right. I think it would honestly be really cool if Egwene, if it's, if the next book starts with a parallel of Egwene's, like, vision, uh, test, uh, whatever it was, mm-hmm. thingy. You know what I'm talking about. What I don't want it to start with, what I don't want it to start with, uh-huh. I do not want to start with Matt on the road riding with Tuan. I don't want to start with Perrin sitting in his camp being like, how do I fucking get into the Shino place? What uh-huh. am I going to do? Yeah. I do not want Elaine in the bath. Like, I want the, like, opening of the next book to be, like, uh, you know what else would be a great opening? Demandred at um, Shia Ghoul with the Dark One screaming in his head about whether or not the Dark One can trust Demandred now because the tent is, taint has been cleansed. Okay. That okay, would be a okay. really exciting beginning. That would also be very cool. I just want you to hit the ground running mm-hmm. and not spend, I don't want to spend the first six chapters of the next book being like, I know what everybody wears. 
Yeah. I know that they have cones. I know about the wax mustache. Please <laughs> just have these characters do something. Yeah. 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 No, no, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, can you imagine if the next book opened with a wheel of time turns and ages come and pass and in the white tower on the edge of uh there was a breeze no no but no no the, no no i'm being serious oh, it okay. starts with the wheel of time turns ages come and pass uh and at the far uh, and on the east side of Randland, in the tower of white in the center of tarvalon a gateway opened up and out strode Gareth Bryan, clad in his brazen armor, followed by 75 of his finest soldiers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the beginning of the next book would be so fucking hype. Yeah. That you'd be like, oh my god, get me through this shit. Get it in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, think that that's, I think that that's what's missing from some of Robert Jordan's, like, inciting incidents. Is that, like, he really takes his time at the beginning of books. Mm-hmm. And it's not always my favorite. Yeah. No, no, that's fair. Uh, oh, people getting banned in the chat. I think it's just spam. Someone keeps like copy pastaing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I would want. Uh, Brian says you've got uh, 13 F bombs and I only have four. What the fuck? <laughs> well, that's five. There you go. You can add one. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. What, what are we on next? Uh, Ash says, can you list the seven Aja's biggest to smallest? Oh, is this a test? No, I have um, I know red is the biggest. Yeah. But that's and the blue doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh red is the biggest, followed by I think green. And then I, I think it's red, green, I think then blue. It was blue. I don't I think blue is always pretty small. No, I think brown's the smallest. I think that I from the smallest to the largest, I think it goes brown, white, um, yellow. What am I missing? Uh, gray. I feel like I haven't seen a lot of gray. I think, I think gray brown, is the smallest. I think it's, well, but nobody knows how to heal, so I feel like there can't be that many yellows. Yeah, I think it's from the bottom up, I think it's gray is the least, okay. and then yellow, then blue. No, there's a lot of whites. I feel like we've met a lot of whites. Yeah, yeah. so it's, I think, uh, yeah. Um, and then four maybe is. Some people are saying that green is the biggest, red is second. I thought I, green I thought was the biggest too, but you was, seemed so confident that red was the biggest that I was. I swear it. to God, like someone said, the it largest was is black. The biggest Aja. But we can name naming them all is easy. It's red, the blood of angry men. Green, black. the battle of Aja. Yellow, the healers with their hands. White, the logical fucktards. But how can I allow this man? Hold dominion over me. Um, Musical break. Early Anne says, so far in the reading, what potential spoiler are you the happiest about not being spoiled? What potential? Oh, oh. What is the plot line? Uh, uh, she, she spun around before he could come on her from behind. That's the best. If that had been spoiled for me, I would have been devastated. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Uh, okay. What would I have not want to be spoiled? Here's the thing. There's not, uh, other than, like, the whole Lanfear Moraine thing, there's not mm-hmm. any, like, big deaths. But we were predicting that Moraine didn't make it to the end of the series anyway. So that one kind of, like, mm, um, um, honestly, <laughs> I would have been upset if someone spoiled that Deshiva was, uh, uh Osengar. <laughs> 
because oh, I did yeah, not that was a good moment. see that coming at all. Like, not even, like, a little bit. Yeah, no, I like that moment a lot. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that would have been... Yeah, I think that that's the biggest one I can think of. Yeah, no, I agree. That was a good moment. That was pretty surprising. Yeah, yeah. I know other people figured it out. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> did not see but that But even if you figured out. out that he was for a second, how would you figure out Osengar, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good choice. Here's the problem, Jonathan O'Neill. I called the Aiel origin. Yeah, you did. Somehow. You called the Aiel origin so early. That was one of, like, the great predictions of this podcast. I think that prediction is why this podcast was ever popular. <laughs> People are like, guys, she's on to us. I, genuinely, like, I... I, I don't know how I came to that conclusion. Like, I'm, okay, if I went back and I like rewatched the book clubs, I could maybe figure out how I got there. Yeah, but, but my we're not brain do just that. was like, <laughs> click. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. Have you ever watched a book club? I have had them on, mm -hmm. um, but not never more like not not substantial chunks. More like small doses. Dire Waffle, thank you for joining. Or no, thank you for the super chat. Thank you. Congrats on finishing Crossroads of Twilight. Cheers. We we appreciate that. Thank you. Cheers. Yes. Cheers to that. Um, Icicle3030 is continuing the, the test by saying, can you describe the plot of each Wheel of Time book you have read so far? I said we the answer questions, and not so a test. And so I think that what we'll do is we'll go book by book. So we'll trade off. So we each do every other book. Do you want to do Eye of the World or should I do Eye of the World? I'll do Eye of the World. Okay, go. Explain the plot of Eye of the World. Um, like how many sentences do I get? Brief. Make it, keep it brief. What's, what's the basic plot okay, of Eye of the World? so Eye of the World is, uh, Baka Karn, welcome back to the Nerd Table. Thank you, Baka Karn. Thank you so much for four months. A little behind, but in a Shamayel prequel series during his time as Baal Zaman would be really interesting. Ooh, yeah, I would like that. Yeah, that, that could be really Running fun. Running the Trollocs through the ways and stuff like that, that could be fun. Yeah. All right, Eye okay. of the World, what is the plot? Go. Eye of the World. Plot of Eye of the World is, uh, Emmons Field little town with a quiet village and we've got uh, our, our boys and we've got Egwene and uh, Moraine shows up and is like ah Taviran and the Trollocs attack and so she spirits them away uh, because one of them has got to be really important even though they all seem to be very important and where do they go then they go and they meet Min who like sees some shit she's like oh shit I see some shit um, and then they move on and they get chased by Trollocs and uh, then they're they're good. They're fine with that. Do they go to the? Oh no no no! Yeah, they get chased by Trollocs. That happens, and then uh, they get split up. Why did they get split up? Oh, they go to Shadar Lagoth because the Trollocs are chasing them. Right, right. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great. I said brief, but like keep going. This is awesome. The the Trollocs attack and they mm -hmm. get separated, so they have to. Go to Shadar Lagoth. No, sorry. They get separate. They go to Shadar Lagoth, which then separates them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the boy, the Rand and Matt uh, meet ship captain, and uh, he takes them to White. I'm sorry, Skyrim is in my head. Is it White Bridge or White Run? White Bridge. White Bridge. White Bridge. Um, while uh, Perrin and uh, Egwene uh, hang out with the, the Tinkers, and um, they, uh, they hang out with the Tinkers. You're missing, you're missing a big thing in that plotline. Am I? The White Cloaks show up? You, you, miss, you missed an element of the, that plotline first, though. Did I? Yeah. Pretty important character. Oh, well, Nynaeve and... Uh, no, and... no, no, and Perrin and Egwene. 
I missed the care. Oh, they meet Elias. No. Yeah, yeah, okay. They meet Elias, and then they meet the Tinkers, and then the White Cloaks show up, and then they get captured, and then they get hurt, and then they go on to... Maureen finds them off screen, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I was like, I don't remember how they meet. Uh, the, uh, yeah. They, they meet there, um, and uh, 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 t- Tom teaches... Um, uh, our boys to be bards. Yeah. And then Tom in White Bridge fights the Fade, and so the boys can escape and get uh, to Camelin, where uh, Rand falls from a tree. Um, and did anybody hear it? Uh, apparently Elaine did because she's there. He gets to meet Morgase. He gets to meet her mom. Yeah. That's like a big step right away. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Matt got the dagger from Shalagoth. So Matt's feeling uh, super sus and. Um, um, I think this is the rest of the show is just going to be you describing the whole series like this because this is the most entertaining thing I've watched all week. <laughs> Keep going. Don't stop. Uh, you're, doing all, you're doing all ten books now because I want to watch this. No, I can't because yeah. I, I, I'll, I, I will I'll help. I will help. I will help. Okay, help. okay, okay. Keep all going. Right. Um, and so they, what happens n- next? They leave. They yep. keep, They keep going. And they go to find the to go. They go to Faldara. Faldara. I was like, it's not Falma. Faldara. They go to Faldara, and uh, they show up, and everybody's like, "Wow, Lan." Um, I don't know, some kind of sigil, whatever his sigil is. They're like, "It's it's if this if this guy rides with us, we're gonna we're gonna be victorious because the Trollocs are coming." And uh, Lan is like, hey, "Psych, fuck you guys. We're going into the blight by ourselves." And uh, What's-His-Face is like, please, let me send people with you. And Maureen is like, no. And then Patton Fane shows up because uh, he's he's um, he's a dark friend and he's chasing the Taviran. And he's got, like, his sixth sense. And then... And then... And then they go. And then they go uh, into the, the Blight. And it's really moist. And because you don't want to be moist while crossing the Blight. Hey! And there are trees that attack and worms that chase them until they finally show up to the green man. And the green man's like, hey, uh, it's weird that you've been here twice. That's weird. Um, And they find the pool and uh, Forsaken show up. They fight. Rand is like this big pulsing, thick, black cord. I'm 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 gonna fuck that shit up. And uh, he kills, kills him. And Nynaeve gets hurt. I think it was Nynaeve. And then... And then the the, oh, the green man dies. That was very sad. Very sad. Uh, F's in chat for the green man. And... And then they, the eye is... There's stuff... Wait, is that the show? Is there stuff in the eye in the show? Or is, is that also in the book? I think it's also in the book. They go get the <laughs> it's horn. It's in the book. They get the horn. They get the banner. There's nothing in the eye in the show. Right. Yeah. yeah. Disappointing. Right, because the horn was under the chair. Yeah, uh, it was just there. <laughs> they get they get the banner and they get the horn. Is there anything else in there? Nope. Well, yeah, there's one other thing in there. And then uh, roll credits. There's the the seal on the dark ones. Uh, uh, the Gwendolar. Yeah. Nailed it. All right. Well, that was a brief recap of. The Eye of the World. <laughs> Should I try and do a brief recap of Great Hunt? Yes, yes, you absolutely should. Rand and Perrin <laughs> chase Pad and Fane across the country, trying to get the dagger 
uh, back because they need mm -hmm. to bring the dagger to Tarvalon where Matt is so that he can be healed. The girls mm -hmm. go to Tarvalon, they train a little bit, but then Leandrin takes them across the country and drops them off with the Sanchin. Uh, everybody meets in Falma, Rand fights Baalzaman in the sky, uh, and he is permanently wounded, but he does, for the time being, take out Baalzaman, seemingly. End of book two. Do you want to do book three? That was a brief plot synopsis for a Wheel of Time book. Uh, book three? Uh, book three. The parties go to the Aiel Waste. And Egwene uh, walks in dreams. And then... There's a big thing at the end of book three that you can't miss. There's a big thing it's at the end of book three. Book four. I can't remember. <laughs> Wait, what is number three called again? The Dragon Reborn. The Dragon Reborn. Right, right. Rand is losing his shit and he's like murdering dogs. And uh, they're like, ah, oh, well, yeah, it sucks to be Rand, I guess. Um, <laughs> you trying to remember what's in these books is the funniest shit well, we've ever done. And then Perrin meets the other wolf brother who's, like, lost yeah. it, right? He's, like, very much not okay. You are going into the most minute details. This is These are the things that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> these are the things that I remember. Um, so uh, yeah, Rand is like, I want a big shiny new sword. Yeah. So he goes to Tyr and he... Walks in and takes the sword, and um, yeah. Moraine kills Bilal. Let's go. Crushed it. Uh, oh, and the, the except never mind. It doesn't matter. Book four. They go to the Isle Waste. Oh, that. And uh, they go, Rand goes through Ruidian, becomes the chief of chiefs. He's got the like tattoos on both sides, uh, and then he um, he makes it rain. He blesses the rains down in Africa. Uh -huh, uh -huh, that's the uh -huh. shadow rising. Also, uh, Lanfear uh, introduces him to Asmodian and is like, "This is your pet now." Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Book five, go. He, uh, you forgot that he absolutely demolishes the Aiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I had that was implied. Fuck you guys. With the drop. rain. Yeah, and 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 parent, your favorite battle ever. Parent saves two rivers. Yeah, it happens, but it's not like the plot synopsis. It's important. It's barely important. It's, it's just the important. best chapter ever, but it's barely important. You missed the man cycle from the fire. My bad. Guys, Sorry. I'm trying to keep this brief. Let's move on to the next question. Ice Cold, we can <laughs> do this. It just apparently takes us 40 fucking minutes to no, get through okay. Eye of the World. The summary, the simplest, of, the summary okay. of book five the, the is that Rand loses his virginity. <laughs> that is the summary of book five. The summary of book six, Rand loses his virginity again to a different woman. The summary of book seven, Rand no, loses his forgot. virginity a third time. He experiences two different kinds of boxes. <laughs> You're welcome. That is the darkest pussy slash torture joke I've ever heard in my life. That that if you had to summarize, <laughs> you do it in one sentence. One sentence summary: Rand experiences two different kinds of boxes. Rand or Rand gets inside two different kinds of boxes, whichever one you want. Uh. 
Hey guys, I you know, <laughs> uh, this is book club, all right. We we guys, our last video was sponsored by Adam and Eve, so That's if you true. didn't if you didn't know what you're getting into, go to adamandeve.com and use the code nerdy to get fifty percent off. I'm giving them free promo. your sex toy, whatever. <laughs> they paid us on time. I'm happy. I'm happy to support Adam and Eve. Go go buy sex toys. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> James Ross almost dropped his child. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You should not be holding your child while listening to this podcast. That is... You know what? That's on you. That's... I cannot believe you just said he experienced two kinds of boxes. <laughs> that is that is the raunchiest joke you've ever made. <laughs> Thank you. That was horribly uh, inappropriate. Oh, wow. What are we going to fucking do? No, I love it. <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, Icicle, that's as good as it gets. We're stopping that question. Yeah, because 7, 8, 9, I really couldn't tell you. The weather gets weird and then they fix it. <laughs> Jen the Bell says, what are your highs and lows for each main character's story arc up to date? Oh, fuck. All right, high-low for Rand. High-low for Rand in terms of, like, their highs or what I enjoyed? Like, I think what we enjoyed, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. I think that, like, reading about him in, like, book three, now that we remember when it happened, was, like, rough when he was by himself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't we this shit. Sorry. I may not read all the clothing descriptions, but I remember what happens in the books. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, my, yeah, my low is that, that period where um, we're not actually with him. We are with the characters who are, like, following him. And he gets, like, a couple, like, like paragraphs here That's and there. That's your high? No, sorry, my low. Oh, I was like, you're Apologies. high. My my favorite thing about Rand is when he's not there. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, that is my bad. The low, the low is when like, he's losing it and he's alone. And I think that that's, that, that was kind of rough to experience. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. The highs. Gosh. Oh, um, when he fucks Avienda in the igloo, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I when was... When they go for hours and they wear themselves out like yeah. good for you dude i was gonna say that or him and min getting to travel around boinking and like dealing with stuff yeah that's fun too you know i, I think that that's important robert jordan does not describe the sex scenes enough Let let's burn through this really quickly okay so that's rand uh perrin perrin high is emmonsfield battle emmonsfield battle 100 percent. the low, low is this fucking sh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Jesus uh Christ. nynaeve um the high i think of nynaeve is the is Definitely later in the books, um, healing the, healing the stilling, mm, like yeah, very yeah. interesting, and that's also around the time when Nynaeve stops being like a, a, pain, a, in a pain in the butt. Yeah, um, so high for sure. The lows is like the fucking circus bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think for Elaine, mm -hmm. same thing. The low is the circus bullshit. Yes. The high is her asserting herself with the other Aes Sedai. Okay. Um, Matt. Uh, the low is kind of having, like, the first bit of his arc, maybe not book one, but, like, book two and three with the dagger being such a, like, weird part of it. Okay. His, like, reboot, I actually think is very interesting. Yeah. Um, very, very cool how, how they've done that. Yeah. I think Egwene. Matt's high's got to be beating Gallad and Gawan. Gawan? 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 Gawan. Gallad and Gawan getting their asses kicked by Matt. That's a high. And then Egwene, I think, is the last one. Um, mm, yeah, Egwene. Honestly, the learning like the moment where she travels, where she like just figures it out, that was pretty cool. Yeah. We were pretty hyped for that. Uh, I agree. That was 100%. like the last interesting thing Egwene did. Yeah, yeah. The definitely the low is just the constant being captured. Yeah. 
And how she feels about Rand. Like, they grew up together, but she's not willing to work with him is frustrating to me. <laughs> Elaine's Lowe's, whatever that thing with Tom was. Yeah. Uh, and Min. Yeah. They asked Min. So, Min, I would say that my high for Min is that she's just constantly getting dicked down, and I'm so happy for her. She's good for Rand. Like, she, yeah. she makes him better, and uh, I think that, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my low around. my low for Min is when she was like, remember when Sora Leah like spanked the shit out of me to get information out of me? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Ice Girl 3030 says, if someone trick tracked all your predictions throughout the entire series, what could you see yourselves doing with it? Um, I there are multiple people kind of pr- tracking that. I think you're one of them. I think we'll probably do an episode about like what our predictions versus the reality after we finish the final book. Mm. That could be a whole book club, honestly. Yeah, I really could. We've said some shit. Yeah, and we've been right about some crazy stuff, too. So I yeah. think there, we could, like, you know, that could be fun. I might, like, try and go pull some clips of us, like, predicting things, getting it right. Mm, God, that's a big project, but yeah. Yeah, but it could be fun at the end of all this. Yeah. Ash says, you and other first-time book readers have expressed dissatisfaction with how RJ writes matriarchal-leaning society. What are the three biggest changes you would make to Wheel of Time in order to portray a sexist matriarchal society without edging into art, the author was misogynist territory? I just think, like, making it m- more different. The fact that it's, like, the same kind of society, just this, just that women are in charge, is just less interesting. If a, ma- mm, if a matriarchal okay. society exists and it is sexist, which, like, you know, obviously could and has happened, like... That's fine, but I just, I don't want to see the exact same, like, tropes that I do in the patriarchal society because I already experienced that. Like, I read my fantasy for something different, and I think that just making some some kind of a different, strong choice um, would have really tipped it over the edge for me. I think it would have been very interesting if society was not at all different, but the women had more variety. I think that my problem with calling it a matriarchy is that Robert Jordan, the way Robert Jordan writes women is so consistent yeah. um, that it's almost like, like men stands out so much because every other woman eventually kind of grows up into this like badgering stereotype that is just so consistent across the series that like the variety of women in the Wheel of Time isn't very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um and so I, th- I actually don't think that the society is the problem. I, I, I find the, like, the variety in the kinds of women that you meet in this series to be rather um, stilted. Like, I don't really see... If you were to talk about, like, personality differences, I don't see a lot of difference between Cat Swain and Aleda. They're, they're not, like, different people to me. They're just kind of, like, different shades of this thing that Robert Jordan wrote most of the women in Wheel of Time to be. Yeah, they have made different choices based on different goals, but they're, like personality traits yeah. and that kind of unfortunately like a lot of the women mm-hmm. are very much like the same <laughs> and that's why it feels like a, a failure in, yeah. in in that sense in, in his writing of women <laughs> yeah yeah my thing with like patriarchal writing which is most texts right is that the men there are oftentimes very different men and I think that in this text there are very different men I feel like that the personality difference between Perrin and Rand is far more different than any of the women except for Min, obviously. And Matt, who's and intentionally Gawain, written to be different. Gala- yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, speak easy. Welcome back to the Nerd Table. Thank you for six months. Uh, I'm glad that's your high. You're welcome. Narafin says Brigitte. Brigitte is still as, like, domineering, though, too. Like, the whole thing between the her only... and Elaine is that, well, you're my warder now, and Brigitte is like, yeah, but I'm a woman, so I'm going to be the warder who is still going to domineer over you? Yeah, the only thing that is kind of different about Brigitte is that she likes to drink. 
Yeah. yeah like yeah, that yeah. that's kind of her differentiating feature. Like Yeah. 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 And I do I do think that Brigitte is slightly different because of that, but it's not I love this. Albino yeah. says, well, RJ has said that every woman in the series is somehow inspired by Harriet. So maybe he should have tried to get to know some other women. I think that probably would have helped, you know? <laughs> Do you think that when she was editing these books, she was just like, oh, she's just like me. And so she let everything slide because she was so proud yes. that all the characters yeah. were like her. Oh, uh, who knows? Albino, that is a very funny comment. Thank you so that much. That is for very that. interesting. That made me giggle. Uh, Leanne says, at the last passage of the book, who do you think betrayed Egwene and gave away her location and plans to the Tower Aes Sedai? Uh, I think that Shariam told Halima, who told Alviarin, or who told Masana, who told Alviarin. Yeah, I'm not sure how, uh, Shariam found out, but I think that the fact that she's being beaten and tortured, yeah. uh, inspired her to do some digging. I think so. that the Shariam, the Shariam spanking scene, um, from the tent... In, is is foreshadowing that it's Shariam that is the weak link. Yeah, because that's our only hint. So. Wayne has been really good to not say anything in front of Halima. Like, Halima's constantly getting kicked out of the tent, so I don't think that it's Halima, but I do think it is Halima, but well, just not directly Halima. Yeah, I wonder if Halima has, like, a line of communication to Masana and Simiraj that are in the tower. She does. Yeah, they Because they have, must, like, right? meetings, right? Like, they, because they're, the, Halima was, was Halima at that meeting with Moradin? We know that the Forsaken are meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> wait, was Halima at Shadar Lagoth? No. I can't remember. I don't think so. The only time we saw Halima at Shadar Lagoth was when they first went into their new bodies. I think. Sonic Sean says, imagine if she was like, how are these women all so unreasonable without realizing for a long time? It's very funny. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Roger's like, I just wrote you. And she's like, that's not very flattering at all, is it? <laughs> Oh, I don't think I like that. <clears throat> um, look, Waffles says, at this stage, what are three things you predict will happen next book? And what are three things you predict to happen by the end of the series? You want to make some bold predictions? Okay. All right. Everybody got your quills ready? Yeah. No, yes. Halima was there. Halima, Halima killed Eben. Ah. Halima was there. Well, okay, okay. Which is dangerous because if anyone from, if like Cad Swain's team goes back to the Salad Barbarians and they see Halima, they'll know that she was at Shadar Lagoth. Maybe that's how Halima gets caught. Maybe. Because she, someone who saw her at Shadar Lagoth sees her with Egwene. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or okay. at Salabar, obviously, Egwene is kidnapped. Yeah, interesting. Okay. What do we predict will happen next book? Let's start with next book Knife of Dreams, Dagger of. Knives. Somebody uh, is going to die saving Fael. Maybe Gowl. You think someone's actually maybe one die? of the Chiad and Banes, but really? I think that someone will die saving Fael. I don't think it's Bane and Chiad because they're Gaishan now and they're gonna stay Gaishan for a year and a day. Oh, maybe it's Gowl. Gowl dies saving them. That would be very sad. I don't think Perrin dies, but I do think someone will die in that. I hope someone dies in that. Honestly, at this point, I just hope somebody important dies. I'm getting a little tired of this series. This fucking wheel of time. It's shit. ten books in. Mm -hmm. Name a main character who died. Uh, Moraine is the only one. Right? Nope, not dead. We don't know that. If Lanfear's back, Moraine's coming back. I refuse to accept that Lanfear gets to come back from the dead, but um, Mama Mo doesn't get to come back with her. Um. 
The writer guy. Herod Fell? That's the one. He's in maybe six pages of this series. I mean, he's dead. Oh, uh, Matt, one of Matt's men died. Great. Very sad. Forgot his name already. Clear, clearly important. Ingtar! Ingtar. Not a main character. So sad. That was eight books ago. R.I.P. Um, I, I would just, I, I would like, I, I would like for not all of the main characters to make it to the last battle so that the last battle has a little bit more weight. Because if characters only start dying in the last battle, I think that that's a little cheesy, personally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I not think, saying thank you. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think that they need to sure. make the Forsaken scary again because the Forsaken are all fucking jokes right now. To me, that not not one. I would fight the Forsaken myself at this point. Like I'd probably win. They are utterly incompetent. And so having the Forsaken kill some main people, like some Sulins, some like some people who are important to the story, makes the Forsaken matter again in a way that right now the Forsaken show up and I'm like, hey, look, it's Tweedledum, Tweedledee, and they're gonna get fucked by Eben Hopwell and the sh and who like literally like what what like bargain basement Ashaman is gonna go fight the Forsaken because they're literally below Rand's level. I think. Next book. Ken died. That's true. R.I.P. Ken. I think next book, the White Tower. Matt did die. Yes, Matt did die. He was fine literally the next page. That's fair. <laughs> he was dead for a page, guys. I think the next book, the White Tower becomes whole again. I think it oh. Has to, I think it has, if Egwene stays captured this whole book and nothing fucking happens, there's no way. People have said that it's a great book. It's Things happen. Yay. So my prediction is that next book focuses on bringing the White Tower together because the following book, they're going to have to deal with Mazram Tame, mm -hmm. right? They're going to have to deal with the Black Tower. So I think that the White Tower has to come together here. Yeah. Um, I think that... I don't think the Black White Tower survives. Well... I think the White Tower is gone by the end of the next book. I just think that it doesn't survive whatever this battle is. Okay, sure. I just mean they're not, like, so strictly divided that one side wins... And that whatever is remain, whatever remains are the Aes Sedai. See, the reason I don't think that's going to happen is I think that at the end of the next book, instead of being split into the Rebels and the White Tower, I think that it is split into the White, uh, the, the Ajas and the Black Aja. And I think that we are going to see a formal split of the Black Aja turning against the rest of the Aes Sedai. And we're, the White Tower will literally split this time in between good and evil and not just between ideologies. Because okay, I don't maybe. think the Black Aja, I think the Black Aja ride into the last battle as Dreadlords or as Forsaken or wh whatever they're going to be called. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that division has to happen at some point, And I think that this is the moment for it to happen. Okay. Because um, Pavara and um, Chatterbutt are using the, the chair thing to find the Dark Friends. Right, and so I think that Egwene will use the dark, the chair, the chair torture to find the dark friends, and so the Black Aja are gonna leave be before they get rooted out, and so the the White Tower will be split because they have a device to find out who is evil. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I don't remember her name. I I I'm. I it's don't. Pavara and. Isn't it like Sean or something? I don't fucking know. I can't. Well, her name's Chatterbutt now. That is. Um, okay, so I think it <laughs> could be anyone. I think the three, <laughs> the three things that are, I think are going to happen next book is okay. that the the uh, White Tower either the the White Tower comes back together somehow, okay. like the I said, I all come together. I think that Gawain is reunited with Egwene, even if it's very briefly. 
He's close. Oh, he, yeah. The, the, He's close. Well, Egwene, maybe not. She's on the other side of the river. I think that he finds out about that Egwene was with the Salad Barbarians, and he, he joins his forces with Gareth Bryan. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I think he, Gawain's got to be involved somehow, at least. And then third prediction, I think that either Masana or Semiraj gets captured or killed. Ooh. Next book. In the White Tower fight? Yes. You're making a lot of predictions about the White Tower fight. I'm going to predict... Because I just want... That uh, I'm going to be thrilled when the Shido plot ends mm-hmm. in the next book, because mm-hmm. I think it will. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be disappointed by the Matt Tuon stuff in the next book, and it's going to be an area that continues to be frustrating for me. And I think that the Sanchin will finally be interesting to me in the next book, in a way that they have not yet really been to me. Because Since, I, like, the very beginning. I've, I've never really been interested in them. Um, oh, really? But I think that uh, having Rand meet with them on a treaty basis will make me interested in spending time with them. Uh, not liking them, but spending time with them in a way that uh, I have not previously been. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've, I've been interested in spending time with our main characters near or among the Sh- Sanchen. Mm-hmm. I've never been interested in the Sanchen as a whole, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that having Rand entreat with... Whoever the fake Tuan that they bring to that meeting is, because we know Tuan can't actually go, mm-hmm. I think that I will actually be interested in how they hide the fact that it's not the real Tuan from Rand. Like, that is actually, that is an interesting plot to me. Um, okay, yeah. That, because uh, she says the daughter of the Nine Moons wants to meet you, and we know that she doesn't know where the daughter of the Nine Moons is. So, I that I actually do find that concept interesting. Um, and Unless Tuan is not actually the daughter of the Nine Moons. <laughs> if that is the case... Then what the fuck was the point? I know. I, all, like, I, I would that would be it. so frustrating. I would, no, I would lose it. All right, so three things we predict will, will happen by the end of the series. I predicted about my feelings, and you predicted about the White Tower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. By the sorry, that was for by the end of the book. Now for oh, the right, right, series, right, right. Moraine comes back. Turbok. We are going to start reading uh, New Spring tonight. Yes. We have not started reading it. Yes. Thank you for that super chat, Turbok. We have fourteen chapters in three days. Let's go. Hell yeah. Uh, Moraine comes back somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that 100. percent Moraine is going to Gandalf the White the last battle so fucking hard. God, I hope so. Um, uh, Perrin will... Uh, I, I'm predicting that Perrin will cease to be a man by the end of the series and that he will ride into the last battle as a wolf and that he will, like, never come back to man person. Oh, that That's is That's my bold spicy? prediction. I think I think there's like a lot of hints of it. I think that Perrin is going to lose himself to the wolf in or and it's going to be sad. Like he's going to like have to say goodbye to Fayil because he has to lead the wolves in and I think the wolves won't follow him because he's a man and so he will like fully embrace his wolf brotherness in order to lead the wolves into the last battle and he will give over his humanity to do so. Hmm. <clears throat> well, damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, like, he's never seen again. Like, he, like, like lives in the wolf dream from okay, then on. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, hmm, I predict that there is, like, some kind of lost talent that we have not been reintroduced to that is going to be the MacGuffin for the last battle. If there are, is a MacGuffin for the last battle, I'm going to, you know I will lose my shit. I know. I'm like, wow, I'm <laughs> glad they figured this shit out in the book 14. <clears throat> um Fahil becomes a bird girl. <laughs> there we, there is got there's gotta be one more big plot point between Berlaine, Fahil, and Perrin, right? There there's there that has they to be become a, a thruple finally. N- and no, there like... has to be a button on that story. 
There has to be. There has to be like some final moment of it. It's been going on for seven books. I know. There has to like, be something. I don't know something. what the fuck would be satisfying. Yeah, I don't to know. To be honest. Like, I, I, I'm genuinely, like, I'm not sure. Um, um, all right, next question. Yeah. Where were we? Iljuam uh, asks, have you ever considered reading a manga for book club after Wheel of Time? <laughs> cough, one piece, cough. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, no. Too long. Manga is tough because manga uh, companies are really copyright heavy, and so we couldn't like show any images or anything. Mm. A lot of people who cover manga deal with copyright stuff a lot in a way that I don't really want to. Mm. Uh, Japanese copyright law is very different from American copyright law. Gotcha. And so I honestly would avoid it just to not have to deal with that. Yeah, um, that's fair. Because I think it's hard to talk about graphic novels without being able to show any of it. And uh, Japanese um, Japanese copyright is like really, really strict. And those companies will come for your channel. They won't just come for the video like American companies will. American companies are happy to do a copyright claim, get the money from your video, but let you keep posting. Japanese companies will copyright strike and literally try and get your channel shut down. Mm -hmm. uh, and so as much as I, I do enjoy reading manga, um, we will avoid that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's tough. That's fair. Um, Daniel Green had some scares. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Loki asks, why do you think React videos do well, but a React novel <clears throat> does not? But a React novel? I think they mean, like, us, like, reading and reacting to a novel. And I think it's because, like, 95% of the video would be this. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to have a reaction. And honestly, like, reaction videos are really hard, right? Like, we catch so much shit in our reaction videos for how we react to stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> like, we're going to have a video, our Attack on Titan video that goes up in 20 minutes, right? Um, that video is going to have so many negative comments because I think that the main character of that episode, not the main character of the series, but that, that Irwin is an idiot and Clarice doesn't I and mean, we argue for 20 straight minutes at the end of that video about whether or not Erwin should lose his job and I'm pretty fiery about it and the comments under that video are going to be like well stop watching if you don't like the show and like me complaining about a character's choices isn't me saying that I don't like the show I, in fact in the video I will say many times I liked this episode I think it's a good episode I just think Erwin should lose his job the comments don't take into account what you actually say. They take into account, like, what they want you to say. And if you don't say what they want you to say, they're upset. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we... the Guys, the comments that I delete... If you see negative comments on those videos, imagine what I'm... Like, read them, and then imagine how much worse that has to be for me to delete it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um... Yeah, I also think that, like... I think that with React videos, the reason people watch them is because they want to, like, commiserate with people about their experience watching something. And the experience of reading is so internal that it is hard to see somebody else have the same reaction to a passage as you had because you can't really know where on the page they are. And yes. their reaction is going to be more internal. And this thing, if you are reading it out loud, you, again, deal with copyright stuff. Like, that's it's not really possible. And, and... Like, doing, like, even, like, this much of a book, right, is, I don't know, an hour. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's so much longer and drawn out to do, like, a whole novel like this. And so I just, I, I don't think, I, yeah, I don't think that that attracts people. 
Althor's Taint says they should stop watching if they don't like your reactions. No, they should keep watching and they should keep leaving negative comments. Yes. Because feed it feeds the, the algorithm and we get paid. Here's yeah. the thing, guys. I get paid when you watch our videos, so don't stop watching our videos. Mm -hmm. Even if you hate us, leave hate comments. I love it because I that's how I make money. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, that, that's a weird one. Reacting to, like, novels just is... It's hard. It's, it's tough, yeah. We've tried with the audiobooks. There's a reason why we don't put the audiobook stuff public anymore because it's just like the number of people who want to watch that is very small. Yeah. And there, it's a lot of work. Like reaction content is a lot of editing. Um, especially like with us doing like five, six, seven reactions a week. Like it's a lot of work. And so if yeah. there's not a financial reward for that work, it's it's hard to do it because yeah. I, I, like my time is valuable, right? Yeah. Uh Kismet Rose says, let's pretend it is within your power to resolve only one of these three dangling plot threads in the next book. Fuck. Elaine's fight for the throne, the Matt and Tuan circus, and Perrin's hunt for Fael. Which one would you choose to finally come to an end? That's the a good question. Fael stuff. Please let it stop. Yeah. Because I, like, honestly, Please. if Elaine's storyline went to the end of the books and was interesting, I'd be into it. Yeah. That could go on for longer than the next book, and I am okay with that. There's plenty that's there. You could Game of Thrones that shit. Yeah. You could make it interesting. I'm so tired of the Fael shit. The Matt and Tuan stuff, I don't want to end. I just don't want to be in the books. I just want Tuan to, like... Her horse to hit a rock and for her to fall and hit her head and die. And we just never have to hear about Tuan again. The Fael, like, I love Perrin. He, there was a long time when he was my favorite character. I want that storyline to end, him be reunited with Fael, and for him to go do something interesting because I love him. Yeah. Mm hmm I think that's fair. Yeah. Blue, I hate y'all so much I keep gifting memberships to show it. Thank you. Hate us more. Uh, <laughs> what 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 do I need to say to make you hate me more? Oh my god, monkey is a dark friend. That's 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 been confirmed for. Monkey is one black Aja for sure. <laughs> um, filthy Greek says. Uh, I was about to make a terrible joke. What? It's like filthy Greek. What Greek isn't? But that's mean and not true. Wow. I love Greek people so much, especially goblin Jason Manzukas. Uh, fuck goblin. The only Greek person I actually care about is Jason Manzoukas, okay? Wow. Um, yeah, we just need to keep eggs away from that boy. He's lethally allergic to eggs. Yes. I know a lot about Jason Manzoukas. Uh, now that you guys are nearing the last few books written by Robert Jordan, are there any things you were worried or excited about with Brandon Sanderson finishing the series? What would you want him to try and replicate, keep, and what do you want him to change? Ooh. I think what's what is the standout height of Robert Jordan's writing is the, like, the is how he writes the battles mm -hmm. and those big scenes and how impactful they feel, and not necessarily afterwards because sometimes they feels like they have no impact, but in the moment. In the moment, they're so incredible. And I haven't read a Brandon Sanderson novel, um, and I hope that he can keep that same magic in those big, like, prolific moments. I am curious. One of the things that I know about Brandon Sanderson is that he is a devout Mormon and that his earlier writing can be rather prudish because of that. Mm. This is 15 years ago. And so one of the things I'm curious about is whether or not the Wheel of Time like stops being horny when Brandon Sanderson writes it. If there, he does not mention breasts ever again. Yeah. And so so there, there's definitely like a... Robert Jordan is very horny in these books. There's yeah. a lot of like sexual content. And I do wonder how Brandon Sanderson handles that stuff 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm curious about that. Because I, I, again, I've never read a Brandon Sanderson novel either. So, um, 
what is it? Gathering Storm will be the first one I ever read. Yeah. And so it's what? Gathering Storm, Pillars of Midnight, and then... Towers of Midnight. Towers of Midnight. Yeah. Memory of Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, I'm hoping that Brandon Sanderson has a little bit more faith in his audience than Robert Jordan has um, in remembering things that have happened in previous books. So there's just a little bit less repetition in the final books. At that point, like, they've read 12, 13 novels. You can trust that, like, they know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm cur- I'm more curious than like I'm I'm not really nervous. Brandon Sanderson yeah. is a prolific author who has written multiple series of New York Times bestsellers. So I'm not like worried it's going to be bad. He the, there is yeah. clearly a reason people love his writing. Yeah. So I'm not overly concerned about his writing. I'm just curious how it's going to be different. Yeah, it's more of a curiosity than anything else. If he if you know, if his novels feel very different, I'm not going to be, like, upset about that because I, I understand why. He's yeah. a different person, right? Yeah, and also, like, I will take different at this point. Sure. Like, I, I, I'm I'm a little bit, like, I'm sick of the Wheel of Time a little bit. on Just honestly. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit, like, I need the plot to start moving. Yeah. And so if it feels very different but the plot starts moving forward again instead of this sidestepping that the last few books have been, mm-hmm. um, I will just be happy that we are back on track. Yeah, um, 100%. Purple says, if you had to compress books 7 to 10 into a single season of TV, what would you focus on? What would you cut or accelerate drastically? As a reminder, here is where the main POV characters were at the beginning of book 7. Egwene and the Rebels were still in Saladar. Uh, Rand and Perrin were headed to Kyrian in the immediate aftermath of Dumai's Wells. And Matt, Nynaeve, and Elaine had just arrived in Ebu Dar. I think the person who bounces around and does the most and the most interesting is Rand because he because he, he's the protagonist. He's the protagonist. He travels around everywhere. Yeah. There's important shit that happens there. So the stuff that he does, I think, can be condensed a little bit as well. But most of his stuff, I would actually kind of leave alone. Um, I mean, it's three. It, it's what does he do totally in the three? No, I I don't think you need to condense much of Rand's stuff. To be honest, I think that. I think that the Shido all die at Dumai's Wells. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to d- run off and do the Fa'il thing. But I do think that Perrin's storyline um, is to go from Kyrian mm-hmm. to Masima and deal with the, the Dragon Sworn. That's what they're called. Um, and, and deal with that. Yeah. I think that's like. Now, we're not at the end of that, so I'm hoping there's not much more left. <laughs> but I, I think that that's his kind of arc in in a season of television. Okay, I have eight episodes, right? Yeah. Can I pitch my eight episodes? Yeah. Rand arrives back at... Can Rand already channel... When does Rand learn how to channel? He learns that from his money, so he can already channel when he gets back from Jumai's Walls. Channel? What do you or, mean? sorry, travel. Oh, so... Um, I would mix the commander of the Sanchin mm-hmm. that Rand fights in Path of Daggers mm-hmm. with Samael. And I would have the Sanchin take over Ilian. And I would start off the season, episode one, Rand goes and fights Samael slash the Sanchin in Ilian. And I would mix those two battles together. He uses Kalendor for the first time since Dumai's, or since the fir- third book. It, the first two episodes are this epic battle in Ilian, and Rand wins Ilian back from the Sanchin and Samael. Mix those two things into one. Rand, uh, in doing so, the Rand accidentally kills a lot of his own men. 
And so the rest of the season is Rand trying to figure out how to cleanse Sidin. We're mixing four books down to one season, right? So yeah, we got yeah. we got to move fast. So we the middle of the season all takes place in formatting, and all of the characters who interact with Rand throughout these this kind of plot come to meet with Rand in formatting. Mm-hmm. We that's where Cat Swain meets him. Like all of that stuff happens there, right? Yeah. We meet Cat Swain for the first time in formatting, um, because we don't know Cat Swain before Dumais Wells, do we? No, we do. So no, we would have already met Cat Swain. Never mind. So then Rand spends most of the season in formatting with Cat Swain doing political stuff. We get to the end of the season, Shadar Lagoth. That's kind of Rand's arc through the season. Yeah, okay. Uh, there are sprinklings of the other plots throughout that, but that is the main thrust, is the the crossroads of formatting and the directions everybody goes from there. And I would just use yeah. formatting as the center point to bounce to the other storylines. Yeah, I think that the Egwene storyline is not very prominent in this season. If yeah. we've got one season, they just, they get from Saladar to the White Tower. Um, like the... No, I would have, I would have really? a big end of episode moment where the, the War Council, the War Council scene is huge. Like, I would definitely keep that moment. I would introduce Halima. I would have Halima kill some people. I would I would introduce the mystery of um, who's killing the Aes Sedai throughout the season, and I would have that be, like, the, like, C yeah, plot. Yeah, the problem is that the War Council, like, here's the thing. I want them to at least get to the White Tower by the end of the series. So, like, and that feels like a end. Maybe that is, like, your mid-series high, and it focuses on Egwene. While Rand but is in the after the, the War Council, they just got through. They just went through portals and went anyway, right? That was the next thing they did. Yeah, I guess they War Council, then they traveled. They waited for a few weeks. Yeah, so I think okay. that you. I think the War Council is Egwene's big moment in the season. I cut her getting kidnapped. I'm not interested in seeing that again. Yeah. I, um. I would. I would. I. I would change the probably the rest of the White Tower stuff. I haven't read it yet, so maybe I'll read it and be like, no, no, you need it. But like personally, I. I don't. I, I'm sure you could do that in a condensed way. Yeah. That is a little bit more interesting. But I'm, I'm not even sure that you need the, like, Bowl of Wind stuff. Um, if you can get the characters where they need to be. Oh, no, because you mixed Ten- Ebudar and Tenchiko into one storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you do the Bowl of Winds at all. And because the Sanchen are in Ilian, and I don't think you ever go to Ebudar. I think you completely cut Ebudar out of the show. And all of the things that happen in Ebudar happen in Tenchiko. Yes. With Amathira as the Panarch. You cut, that way, cut Thailand. You never have to deal with the rape. You never have to deal with any of it. You just cut it out of the show. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it doesn't really feel like it affected very much. No, it doesn't. And and if you're only doing a single season, there's no time to deal with that and what it means for the characters and the consequences. So it's, yeah, it's got to be cut. I think you move on from that. I think you just mix Ebudar and Tenchiko into one thing. I think you mix the mountain and Ilian into one thing, Samael and the guy, the, the the commander. And then, like, that's where you start to lose plot lines is in mixing them together. I think that Masima kidnaps Fayil instead of um, instead of the Shido. And so Perrin gets Fayil back from Masima. And in doing so takes, obviously we don't know what happens next, so this would change depending on how the storyline ends. But I think that you mix Masima and the Dragon Sworn and the Shido into one plot line. Yeah. In order to stop it from being two. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Bull of the Winds, I don't think you need it. I don't think it really does very much. It was a cool, it was a really cool beat to read, but in a TV show. In the books, it's cool. If you're doing a single season of TV, you got to make sacrifices and it's, it's done. And how do you visualize the Bull of the Winds? It's tough. You know what I mean? Like that, it's just going to be CG. It's just going to be a sky beam. And then you can have less of the Otha and Mir, so. I would cut the Otha and Mir completely from the show. I don't um, think you need them. It, we, we might find out that we need them. I feel like for the Sunshine, we might need them. Up until now, 
We don't really need Up until everything that Athan Mir have done so far is cuttable mm-hmm. from a television show. If I was in charge of the show, I would cut the Athan Mir completely. Yeah. I just don't see a purpose to them. That might change when we read The Last Battle and we're like, oh, fuck, you have to have them there. But right now, like, I'm cutting the Athan Mir completely out of the show. Um, or even whatever's happening on that island to Tremalking. Tr- yeah, the problem is we don't know yet. We don't have that information. So with the information that we have, that's our cut. The Aelfin, Aelfin cut, not in the show at all. They're really cool, though. But they they were in two scenes, and they're, they're, they are, it is such a big ask to yep. explain them to your audience. A hundred That it's just, it's not worth it. No, I, I agree. You know? Yeah. Matt picks up the Fox Head Medallion in Ruidian, and that's it. You move on. You don't have Matt die. You don't have him come back with scars. Like, it's really cool. It's yeah. a great moment. But the Aelf and Aelfin have not mattered enough to the plot lines of the show, or of the books, to, like, warrant the amount of time that you would have to take to explain to an audience that's not reading the books what the fuck is going on. Yeah, for sure. I think you could maybe mix the Aelf and Aelfin into, like, Teleran Riyadh, like, well, no. No. Uh, maybe, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Katharak says, after finishing The Wheel of Time, will you again pick a long series for the book club, or has Crossroads of Twilight traumatized you? We're, again, we're not 100% um, sure. I think it might be nice to do a one-off book. We might do one one-off book, but I do yeah. think I, I want to do another long series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the joy of it is the, the long journey. But yeah. I think for like a palate cleanser, we'll do like a one-off before we start another big series. We're going to read the entirety of Marvel Comics from beginning to end mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in chronological order. No, thank you. Can you imagine? Oh, we'd have to get through so many bad runs. Uh, Yasmin says, you can't cut the fins, though. They give the answers to Matt in the stone and Rand in Moraine, and then again at Ridian. Don't you can, need them. You, you can, can get those answers that out. elsewhere. I agree that that information is definitely important. You can easily rewrite that to gain it from somewhere else. If I have 10 seasons of 10 episodes, I will do that, right? Mm-hmm. If I have eight seasons of eight episodes, the Aelfin Aelfin get cut. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's about it's about how much time we have. and yeah. like. Also, this is not what we think will happen. This is if we were in charge of making the, a single season. Yeah, if we of, were in charge of making an eight-season, eight-episode television show, this is how I would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Because I, I, I think that you have to get to the core of the characters and, like, you cut a bunch of the fantasy shit. Because it's just... It's, it's the same reason why Game of Thrones cut Lady Stoneheart, right? Yeah. Like, because... If, her storyline doesn't go anywhere, and introducing a different kind of zombie is really weird. Like I don't, I don't know what George R. R. Martin's going to do with her in the books, and so like that you you have to cut like those things that are hard to explain in a visual medium that are easy to explain in a book because you're reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different medium, um, so it's something to take into consideration. Ice Call Thirty Thirty says, "What's your favorite flavor of ice cream?" Man, that's so tough. I'm so easy. The best ice cream I ever had was a raspberry. No, no, it's, it's, no, I know exactly what it is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 It's the uh, chocolate honeycomb. Dark chocolate malt honeycomb from Made by Marcus in Calgary, mm. Alberta, Canada. Yeah, no, that's. It's the best flavor of ice cream ever. It's the best ice cream we've ever fucking had. Dark chocolate malt honeycomb from Made by Marcus in Calgary, Alberta, Canada is. This is not a paid ad. There are no paid ads on this video. <laughs> Dark chocolate ice cream with malted honeycomb from Made by Marcus in Calgary, Alberta is the best ice cream I've ever had in my life. Truly. A thousand percent. I would uh, fly to Calgary tomorrow to go have some. Yeah. That's yeah, how good it is. Just for that fucking ice cream. Yeah. I don't like flying. I'm a very anxious flyer. Mm-hmm. I would get on a plane for that ice cream. Oh, 
yeah. See, Sarmi says, what do you expect to see in the prologue of Knife of Dreams? The prologue? Oh, man. The prologue is going to be some Forsaken shit. Uh, yeah. Brett, Brett Babineau, thank you for that super chat. Malazan, Book of the Fallen, if you're looking for a big series that's finished. We'll have to check that out. Thank you for that one. We'll probably, like, uh, you know, get some recommendations closer to the end of the series. But um, yeah. thank you. Yeah, prologue, fuck. I like Forsaken shit. I think the 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 we got the um, two books ago. Uh, the characters were like, "Hey, boys, if Rand cures the taint, you're in trouble." I would like to see the con. I would like to see that. Yeah. I would like to see that come to fruition because it was interesting when it was brought up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you summarize where all the Forsaken are and what they're doing? Uh, don't know what Semiraj is doing, but in the White Tower with Masana is also in the White Tower, but I don't know what they're doing. I don't really know what their plan is. I think they're just like fucking shit up. Uh, I... do you know where Demandred is? It, no, physically no. Do you know where Moradin is? Grandel's in Shara, right? I thought that was someone's in. Sh- no, Grandel went to Shara, but she's not there right now. No, no, we we figured out where Grandal was because she had to move because I think it was the Sanchen that were coming. Wasn't she in like Amadicia or something like or that? Or Ebudar. She had the king. Not she Ebudar, had the she but... had the like royal family of one of those countries serving her. Murindi, maybe. But the, the but she's moved now, so I don't know where she is at this moment. Do you think Noel is Demandred? I still think Noel might be Demandred with Matt. No, I, I don't think the Noel would. I don't think that Noel would scare off the Golem. Well, but Demandred doesn't want no, because Demandred doesn't want Morden to be the nipples. I think that but Noel who does is the Golem work for Morden because Morden is like the nipples right now. Unless it works for Demandred. I, I genuinely, I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna predict that Noel is Demandred. That's gonna be my prediction. Stamp it in the book. Okie dokie. I'm going to guess that Noel is Slayer. No. No, probably He doesn't not. look like Ran or Land. Yeah, but that's... Rand the, or Lan. But that's the problem. If he's got two faces, <laughs> who's to say he doesn't have a third? I will be mad if Slayer has more faces. I No, I, I don't Unless think he's actually... like Arya Stark. If the, if the final beat of this thing is that the fucking... Uh, Slayer rips off the mask one last time. It's Arya Stark. She jumps from an angle that doesn't make sense with a knife and stabs the Dark One, and then all of the demon spawn die simultaneously. And this is the exact same ending as Game of Thrones season eight. I will love this so fucking much. I will be so happy. Mm-hmm. If Arya Stark wins the Wheel of Time, <laughs> I would love it. That would that would be great. Uh, Cease Army says, whose POV would you like to see the most of those that we haven't seen before? We haven't seen New before. POV. Whose POV, POV have we not seen? POV of Hopper. Just in the wolf dream? Yes. Um. Hmm. Whose POV would I like to see that I haven't seen? That's really tough. Um, Soralia, maybe. I feel like like the wise ones would be interesting. We've kind of had Cat Swain's POV. We've had a lot of different POVs. Yeah, it's hard to remember who we so haven't that, had. That that is tough. Um, 
Because we've done, like, pretty much all the Forsaken. We've had more Gaze POVs, but I would really like some more Gaze POV just because she's gone through so much. And I would like to know how she... Like, I would love to know where more Gaze is at mentally. I think that'd be really interesting, and we don't get enough of that in um, the books. Fair. Considering what she's gone through. Uh, but that we haven't seen before. I, it's Noel. hard. Noel. Uh, no, not Noel. Um, um, oh, my God. Balwer. I would love Balwer. just a chapter of Balwer riding around doing spy shit. Fair enough. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. 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 I, yep. I'm into that one. I'm into it. Uh, Pinky asks, do you feel like it will be confusing to take a break in the middle of the filler arc to read a prequel? Do you think you'll remember where all the plot lines left off or will you be making big picture notes? I, look, not much happened in this book. I I think we're going to be okay, to um, be honest. Guys, I regularly read, reread the chapter summaries on Tarvalon Library. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, because I, I use that as a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, uh, re- here's the thing. Remembering where characters left off, I I don't think is that difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's the, like, meandering in the middle, especially of this book particularly, that it uh, meh. Um, so... No, I, I I don't think I'll have an issue with that. No, I'm honestly excited to take a month away. Like, people keep saying skip New Spring. I'm actually excited to take a step away from the series and come at Knife of Dreams with a little bit of a less... And I know that it's a prequel and it's still in the same series, but it is a, it's a very self-contained book. Yeah. And I'm excited to just step away from, like, the scope of Wheel of Time mm-hmm. and just, like, have a little bit of a breather with, like, a little bit of a simpler novel that doesn't have as many point of views. Yeah. And then come yeah. back to Knife of Dreams in March. Yeah. I'm, like, excited to have that time, For honestly. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike LL, not a question, but really would like to have Nerdy do a dramatic reading of the fragment of a poem in the epilogue on the last page of Crossroads of Twilight. All right. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I can find it. In the epilogue on the last page. That's, no, after the, before the glossary. Oh, this is a chapter. Um, epilogue. There it is. Dramatic <laughs> reading. <laughs> we rode on the winds of the rising storm. We ran to the sounds of the thunder. We danced among the lightning bolts and tore the world asunder. An anonymous fragment of a poem believed to be written near the end of the previous age, known by some as the Third Age, sometimes attributed to the Dragon Reborn. It's a weird thing for Luce Theron to write down. (laughs) I don't think Luce Theron wrote that. I'm not going to lie. No, no. What makes you think that? Because it doesn't say, Ileana! (laughs) Ileana! I mean, it says anonymous. Ileana! I have a video where I am the Dragon Reborn. And it is the greatest thing ever. It's pretty great, yeah. Guys, I acted alongside Billy Zane in a Wheel of Time video, and that that to in me our Wheel of Time video. <laughs> I got cast. You did a, alongside Billy Zane, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty special. That is, yeah. All right, it's pretty incredible. Thank you, Mike. Purple Aja says, I recently rewatched a couple of your spoiler chats for the TV show and remembered how much you loved Moraine Land and Swan in those. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see from them if they're in New Spring? I want Sex. the smut. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest threesome. Yeah, I want see. them to fuck. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I I want to see um I want to mm. see the moment where 
Moraine and Swan realize that they cannot be public with their feelings. And and I want to see the choice to hide their friendship. That's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping New Spring is about. About them deciding to go on the journey to where the books get us. And I want to, I want the book to end with the pain of them wishing they could be as publicly friends as they want to be, but knowing how dangerous that is for them. I think that is the most interesting part of their backstory together, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm hoping New Spring covers. Yeah. Okay. I hope it's kind of a sad ending. I think it's definitely going to be kind of at least melancholy. Yeah. For sure. A you forced know. end to a friendship. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, like for the greater good or whatever. And I just want to see Len's penis. Season two, Race Judkins. I want to see Daniel Honey's dick. Uh, Bob C., I really hope Daniel Honey never sees me say that. <laughs> but if he does and he's like, I'll show it to you, hit me up. I will suck you off. Uh, Bob C., uh, thank you for that super chat. He's an attractive man. No, I understand. I understand. And I'm a talented boy. Uh, Stephanie says, on the matriarchy, do you think Egwene not wanting to bring blood in Tarvalon Street is different of what would happen in a patriarchy in a siege? Yes. I think that, mm, I think Egwene is weak and is a bad Emerlin. Um Wow. Uh, look, I, but here's the thing. I, I, I think that her waiting is also kind of bullshit. I think it's going to get more people killed. I think that it is a weak move. Um, I think that the, the stronger move is to act and you have a way in. You have a way to end this faster. And the longer you intentionally siege a city, the more children are going to die mm-hmm. because uh, children are the most susceptible to illness. Old people are the most susceptible to illness. Sieges are going to hurt the weakest among your population first. And so by making it last longer than necessary, Egwene is going to hurt the weakest populations among that city. And uh, she will do that in order to spare the lives of the other Aes Sedai, the people who have magic and who are going to be the last ones hit by the danger of the siege. And so I think that it is a weak move on Egwene's part. And I'm glad that her getting kidnapped will speed things up. Yeah, I mean, I do think that shit needs to happen. Uh, Dead Iron, thank you for being a narc. For sure. Dead Iron, welcome to the nerd table. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, which which chapter would you advise readers to read on Crossroads of Twilight for first read-through? None of them. Like, if they wanted to skip? I would read the Wikipedia page. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. the the Like you said... The description and the ambiance of the oh the, when they harbor. first get to So Harbor, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. Definitely, I would recommend reading that. Um, the the high of Crossroads of Twilight is how brilliantly Robert Jordan writes the So Harbor description when he they first get there with the grime and the looks in people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets kiss. really boring with the weevil shit, but like the 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 first few pages of that chapter was fucking rad. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, why is Egwene not suspicious of Halima? Because Egwene is dumb. I think that, it, it, like, people who can channel mm-hmm. are blind to people who they think can't channel. Yes, right? the problem is that Logane escaped. They should be resonant. I, I've said it. I'm not going to keep harping on it. I'm going to say it one time, and then I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. They know that Logane is out there. They should be resonating for Sidin. And if they were doing that, and now like three women have been killed by Sidin, 
It is absurd for them to not be resonating all over their camp because they cannot feel this person channel and they should be trying to figure out who's doing this. Yeah. It is It is frankly like criminal on Egwene's part that she is letting down the Salad Barbarians so hardcore in this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, T-Chaser. Oh, Dead Iron. <laughs> Dead Iron. Thank you for that super chat. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Told y'all this book sucked. I had to let it out. It's uh, not my favorite. It's fine because we're moving on to new books. Yeah. Uh, T-Chaser uh, asked in Knife of Dreams, will more happen in the first character POV than happened in all of Crossroads of Twilight? Probably. It wouldn't be hard. I, w- I would like that fa- to happen. Yes. Bed Bond Balefire Elite Sidekick Edition, Talmain's Balwer and Gaul. That's uh, actually hard. That's hard because like Balwer's like older and like like I'm, I'm like I'm gonna kill Balwer, but I think that he would also be a good husband. Yeah, like he would like protect you. Yeah, because he knows all the tea. The thing is, when Balwer comes home from work, you know that he's gonna be like, hey, hey, hey. Quietly come sit. And you're going to sit quietly at the dinner table and he's going to say what's going on in everybody's fucking life. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking the shit out of Tal Mains and I'm marrying Goal. Because Bane and Chia should do it, but they're they're cowards. Yeah, I mean, I think that Aiel are very funny. So I think I would marry Goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, that that's a tough one. It is tough because I, I do like Balwer a lot. He's one of my favorite characters. He's one of the characters who is still interesting in Crosswoods of Twilight. Yeah, agreed. Like that there there nothing that Balwer has done in any of the books is not really cool to read. Yeah. In fact, I would say Balwer is the most consistently awesome character in the entire series right now. Because mm-hmm. a, a lot of the characters who are around more have dips into some weird shit. Balwer is just consistently rad. I want to, you know what? I want to fucking play Balwer. I, you know who I want to be in the Wheel of Time TV show? I want to be Balwer. I want to be this unassuming gentle giant spy that everyone is like, we know he's a fucking spy because he's terrible at hiding it. But he likes to no, pretend he's that he's hiding be, it. He's, he's got to be good at it. He's got to be good at hiding it. Otherwise, he no, everybody in Perrin's camp knows that he's the spy. Like no one is un, like with the White Cloaks, he's good at it. Yeah, yeah. But with Perrin, everyone's like, that's Perrin's fucking spy. <laughs> it's, it's fucking hilarious. And I, I love know. it. Uh, Pete, thank you for that super chat. Pete Stefan, thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate um, it. What's next? Uh, so far, Joe Chio asks, so far the most prominent non-channelers with supernatural powers are Perrin and Matt and Elias. If you could retool their abilities, what would you change? I would get rid of Matt's luck. I would get rid of Taviranness. If I rewrote the series, I would cut all the Taviran stuff. So that Matt's luck feels more interesting? Yeah. Fair. So that Matt's luck is different from Perrin's luck, is different from Rand's luck. It, it feels like they all have Matt's superpower. Yeah, and here's the thing. I would I would rewrite it so that not everybody is a mastermind at reading human emotions. So yeah, that yeah. Perrin's nose actually feels unique. Yes, 100%. Uh, which I know that that's not a supernatural ability, but reading it, it feels like a supernatural ability that everybody has. I would make Matt's memories matter more. <clears throat> right now, they only matter in battles, and I would make Matt's memories help them in ways that are are more consequential to the plot and less consequential to off-screen battles. Yeah, okay. Because Matt's memories, like, I think they should have just found the Bowl of the Winds because Matt knows where it is. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't think to ask Matt. But when they do finally ask Matt to help them, he just remembers where the Bowl of Winds is. Rather than sitting outside of a cafe and his luck making him run into a person who knows a person that gets it. Like, I would have just had Matt be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I hid that 17,000 years ago. And they're like, wait, what the fuck? That would have, yeah, that'd be cool. And then Matt's, Matt having these memories literally factors into the plot rather than Matt having the dice in his head. Yeah. Which is just like, every time, like, the, the when the dice stop rolling, typically isn't when action happens. It's just like he walks into the room and he sees Tuan and the dice stop. He's like, oh, well, the dice stopped. And I'm like, okay, well, what'd that mean? Yeah, I would just, like, trim a little bit of the fat so that the meat of it actually mattered a little bit yeah, more, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, uh, Pete Stefan asked to Nerdy and Clarice, are you planning on checking out The World of Wheel of Time soon as well, uh, a.k.a. The Big White Book of Bad Heart? Uh, we're going to do that after we read the last battle. Yeah, yeah. at the end, we'll get high. We're going to go through all, we're going to go through all the supplemental materials after we read the last battle. So that'll yes. be like that. We're going to read, we're going to mm-hmm. watch the like secrets with Brendan Sanderson videos on the dusty wheel. And we're going to do book clubs about all of the extraneous stuff in yes. the like series. Because I think it's going to take us about a month to recap the series. And our feelings about it after we finish the last battle. So all of that stuff is going to be handled after the last battle. Yeah, 100%. Um, who do you think will wield... Belazriel asks, who do you think will wield the Knife of Dreams? Oh, I didn't honestly think of it as like a physical thing. I did not think it would be a physical thing either. Because that now it's very much like the subtle knife. The subtle knife. Well, ah, uh, hmm. It allows you to go to different dimensions. If it's a dream... If it's a knife that literally takes you into Teleran Riyadh... I'm going to know where fucking Philip Pullman got it from. That's who wrote Subtle Knife, right? I don't remember his Did name. Did Philip Pullman write The Golden Compass? I don't. I literally do I not think that's right, name. right, chat? Someone will let me know. If, okay. That would have been a fun series to book club if we hadn't read it before. What if... Would we literally go fight God? What if Knife of Dreams is Egwene stepping into the in Teleron Riyadh in the flesh? But she can already, she's done that before. Yes, but she actually uses it and weaponizes it to take back the White Tower. Oh, fuck. That's rad. She's killing people in their dreams. Egwene, like, fucking mercs the the White Tower. Yeah, that's it. That's the right answer. Great. Egwene becomes a dream. No, it's Slayer. He literally uses a knife and pops in and out of the dream world. Uh, that's literally that oh my god it's fucking it's it's slayer isam luke that they become the bad guy of the next one god damn it okay but okay. yours is better but i think it might be slayer luke Isam. okay i hate that he has like 25 names il Duan says have you ever said to a friend go ahead and tell me what happens don't worry about spoilers i'm not going to watch read it anyway and then based on what they said you change your mind and watch read the thing even though you're now technically been spoiled No, I have never gone back. I have definitely said a few times, don't worry about spoiling me. I have no plans to watch or read whatever this may be. You can spoil it. But I have never had the turnaround where I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I am gotta go read that now. I have with video games, but it's not, mm-hmm. I'm never gonna read it. I'm never gonna play it. I will sometimes be like, oh, just tell me what the plot is. Because I don't care. Like you can't really spoil the plot of a video game for me because for me, it's about playing it. Although with Last of Us, you could have. It depends on the game. But, like, there's times where, like, a friend will be, like, talking about a video game. And I'm like, just tell me, like, mm-hmm. if I play it, it's going to be about my gameplay experience, not about the plot. Mm-hmm. It, it it depends on the franchise, right? Like, if it's, like, 
like a Star Wars thing, I want to experience it for myself. But like, if you're like the total War Warhammer three plot, just tell me. Uh, playing it is my playthrough of it isn't going to be affected. Mm-hmm. Um, but for no, I, I do not like spoilers. So no, other than video games, I would say no. Yeah, unless it's something that I'm like a hundred percent certain I am not going to engage with, I mm-hmm. definitely try to avoid spoilers. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just personally. Yeah, like I read the plot of the Secrets of Dumbledore because I'm never going to watch that movie. I read the plot of Hogwarts Legacy because I'm never going to play that game. Right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, Kayla asks, what would be your ideal genre for a Wheel of Time video game? A dating sim. Uh, dating sim would be fun. That would be hilarious. Um, um, my ideal, honestly, my ideal genre would be very much like, well... I would love a I would love a RTS. No, you know what I want? Divinity 2. Whatever the like tabletop RPG video game style that is Divinity 2 um original sin, I want a Wheel of Time game in that style where you get to have four characters, you can have like Lan with his sword, Elaine, Nynaeve and Rand uh-huh. and they get to be the ones that you run into the battle with. And so it's like a D and yeah, Divinity Two is the right answer. Okay, all right, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say kind of almost more like a visual novel, but I'm not sure if that's Could be so long. But that's that's what that's why I'm like, you know, I I don't actually think so. Can you imagine trying to play through the visual novel of the Wheel of Time, and it is like eight thousand hours of gameplay. <laughs> Can yeah, you imagine no. trying to record all the audio for that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, yeah. I don't know when you would. I don't know when you would set the game though, because you couldn't do the whole series. Like it would just be impossible. Yeah. No, I like. Um, oh, excuse me. I like uh, Divinity. It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm, like, yawning, but I'm not tired. JRPG would be good. JRPG works, because then you can, like, trade people ever... in and out of your party. Oh, I was like, like, I don't know if I've ever played one. Guys, a Fire Emblem Wheel of Time game. So it's turn-based combat. But people don't die. What? People don't die in the Wheel yeah, of Time. Yeah, but in the game they can. <laughs> Guys, Fire Emblem, but Wheel of Time. I'm telling you. All right, That's all right. the shit. Uh, Sean Ashaman says... Since you said to ask anything, if you were to plan a summer road trip across Canada, which is something I want to do, what are your recommended destinations? Okay, so you got to hit up Banff and Lake mm-hmm, Louise yeah. on your way through the mountains. Yeah. That is the ultimate must-see, must-experience. Stop in Calgary and go to Made by Marcus on 17th Avenue and have the dark chocolate malted honeycomb ice cream. Correct, yes. Um, uh, I would drive through Drumheller and go to the um, Royal Terrell uh, Dinosaur Museum. The Badlands are pretty special. The The Dinosaur Museum is really excellent. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. exemplary. Vancouver. Uh, go to the Okanagan Lake in Kelowna yeah. before you hit Vancouver. Yeah, and then in Vancouver, um, there's some like beautiful views. Um, My aunt teaches forests. kayaking, and she'll take you kayaking in the Pacific Ocean. So if you want, uh, if you're in Vancouver and you want to go kayaking with my aunt... Uh, don't message me because I haven't spoken to her in like three years. Um, wow. Uh, and then uh, in the middle of the country, there's nothing to do, so just drive. Uh, and then once you get to Western Manitoba or Eastern Manitoba, uh, instead of driving like across Ontario, drive down through Lake Country because it's one of the most beautiful drives in the world. 
Yeah. And drive in the fall. Don't do it the summer. Do it at the end of the summer when the leaves start to turn so that it's the most beautiful fucking like thing you'll ever see in your life. We drove from Calgary to Toronto at the end of September to arrive the very beginning of October. Northern Ontario is beautiful. There's not a lot in Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Just like I don't say that to be mean. Uh, it's there's we we drove there's really nothing. It's very flat, very boring. Um, Toronto, if you like rides, Canada's Wonderland is pretty cool. We are um, halfway through this. I uh, yeah, I know, I saw that. Uh, and then PEI, PEI, and like uh, first of all, go to um, Newfoundland for the people. Mm-hmm. PEI has this really cool red sand. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, the like on the east coast, there's a lot of like really beautiful ocean sites. Um, hopefully that helps. All right, we're gonna start going a little bit faster. Uh, Hashuvaler says, after a downer of a book, what are your top three funny or lighthearted scene jokes from the series up to this point? Uh, the girls feeling the orgasms through the bond. Great. She turned around before he came on her from behind. Uh, correct. That is the answer. Uh, what's the third? Funny or lighthearted scene. Probably the igloo scene. That was pretty wild the first time through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Avienda running away. Yeah, and then them fucking in the igloo. Uh, yes. What development action do you need from each main character's arc to make you feel content with it? Oh my god, that's a huge fucking question. What development? Um. Oh my god. Rand, Rand needs to win and die winning. Um, Elaine needs to give birth and be a good mom. Min needs to have the prediction that saves the world. Avienda needs to become comfortable in a bath. Uh, Tom needs to uh, find more Gase and like get back together with her. And Lan oh needs to get out of Morel's fucking clutches and get his bond on Nynaeve's. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, they're boning down, so they're having a good time. Um, Do you have anything you want to add? Development action. I, yeah, I would love for Matt's memories to really, like, have a huge pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. Like a holy shit, like, everything would have been fucked without this. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be really cool. And Perrin, give me more Wolf Brother stuff. Yeah. Uh, we've, it's barely been in the series, um, and it's one of the coolest things I find. So, yeah, give me more of that. What dangling thread would you most like to come back, be resolved, or be explained? Who the fuck killed Asmodian? Admiral JCJF says, so, ask anything? Although my wife will be disappointed, I will not ask anything naughty. Only, when are you guys planning to visit New Zealand? 2025. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah? Probably. 25? You don't Maybe think next year. So not this year. Next our year. like number one travel, what we want to do, um, and have always wanted to do is we want to go to New Zealand and do the walk from Hobbiton to Mordor. Hear me out. Uh huh. What if we get a group, the book club group together, and we all go and we read the Lord of the Rings to each other as we walk, and everybody in the group takes turns reading the Lord of the Rings as we walk from Hobbiton to Mordor, and so over the course of two weeks, everybody has to read. And we, like, someone is always reading throughout the walk. And we get through all Lord of the Rings in two weeks as we walk from Hobbiton to Mordor. So it's like having a live, audible... But uh, it's like a book club. So we're, podcast. like, talking about, like, it's like 20... We get 20 people to go to New Zealand and walk and, like, camp and walk from Hobbiton to Mordor together. Great. Uh, great. Who's free in 2025? Hit us up. I don't know what the weather's like in New Zealand, so... We'll let, go in the winter here so that it's the summer there. I was going to say, when is it nice there? Because that, like, literally that is our number one want-to-go-to spot. 
Um, so hopefully soon. Ian Larzer says, with the greens not at the blight border and the yellows not running hospitals, which of the Ajas is most living up to its stated mission and which is least? The reds are because they are currently trying to control the men who can channel. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 The reds are useless right now. <laughs> I guess the blues are still spying. So. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh Timko says, I'm actually skiing Vale next week. Enjoy. It's beautiful. Nice. Uh, and I fully expect to find a cat's wing suck shirt hanging from a tree as I go up a lift. <laughs> Why do you think that we lost our clothes on the mountains? Smut corner. It was so cold. <laughs> I was not wearing much. You were naked. <laughs> God, you were, yeah. There was a, guys, our trip had a lot of nudity. Oh, when the, oh, that's Dragon Con. Late summer, early autumn. I was like, we can go for my birthday, but no, we'll go like Oh, that would be fun. September. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell yeah, that would be so much fun. Okay, anyways. Dyslexia nightmare. Yeah, but that's what's fun about it because everyone knows that I'm dyslexic. So if I'm dyslexic, then your dyslexia is welcome as well, right? No one will feel like you're being made fun of because I promise you I will be the king of it. (laughs) Uh, Seasting777 says, in case I made an error with my last posting, I'll try again. Alviarin runs into Seafolk Aes Sedai who work in the tower library with all of its secrets. What? Since the bargain allows... Oh, Oh, right, right, right. Since the bargain allows any eyesight from the sea folk to return to the ships if they want, how, if at all, do you think the windfinders and wave mistresses would treat their current Isodai teachers differently if they knew their own people were potentially returning with valuable knowledge? But they are aware of that. So I don't think it would change how they're behaving because they are aware that that is possibility. No, they don't know about the new bargain. They don't know about it. No, no, but the windfinders and wave mistresses are aware that the bargain allows their people from the White Tower to come back to them. So yes, they do. Okay, but do you think the Windfinders and Wave Mistresses would treat their current Aes Sedai teachers differently if their own people, like, if they knew their own people were potentially returning with valuable knowledge? Yes, because they're the only ones who are aware that their own people might be returning soon. Because they're, they are aware of the bargain. They would have to get that information to these people. Yeah, uh, which they will, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly think that everybody just hates Aes Sedai, and I don't really blame them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Krisu says, for our main six, you guys ask a lot of questions about the six people, and I think it's cheating. I think that you guys have <laughs> one question, but you, you're you're taking your one question to get six questions, and I think that this is an, uh, an abuse of the worst. system. We must run this up the poll to the committee to find out if this if these people should be punished. Uh, who We're do you joking. think they trust to have their back or delegate critically important tasks to? No one. I don't think anybody trusts Nobody anyone trusts in this anybody. fucking series. Literally. Like, I think Egwene trusts Swan to an extent. Mm-hmm. And Rand trusts Min. Yes. And Elaine and Avienda. Uh, yeah. uh, you don't... Whoa! <laughs> controversial! Is that really such a hot... Like, I don't it's know. It's a little controversial. He barely sees them. Yeah, but he trusts them. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, Matt, I don't think, trusts anybody. Matt um, trusts the band. The band. Matt trusts the band. I guess. I, he does. Nynaeve trusts Lan. Perrin trusts Fayo, but she's not with him. I think Nynaeve trusts Catswain. And Elaine trusts Avienda, and that's it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and Elaine trusts um, her maid. What are, oh, what's her Chessa? Butt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chessa. She, she's annoyed by Chessa, but she trusts Chessa. Uh, Lord Mandu says, now that you have seen a bit of Avasarala. Okay, I'm glad I it wasn't just me. Uh, now that you have oh. seen a bit of Avasarala uh-huh. on the... Um, Expanse. On Expanse, what do you think of her as a fan cast for Cat Swain? I think she doesn't have an ageless face, but I also don't think that they can do that on the show. I think that that's nearly impossible. We talked about it, and I think we 
we we thought like she'd be really good at Soralia. I think she is a decent choice. Yeah, I think she would be a good choice. I um, think that you have to I think that you have to rewrite Cat Swain heavily for a show. I don't think that Cat Swain as written on a page would be a very interesting television character and I think that uh, TV audiences would hate her. Um, because she's very one note. I don't think she's very interesting. And I think that if you're going to do it, um, I think that you have to, I, I think that you have to make her more interesting. Um, I agree. She is in and out of the picture a lot. And the hypocrisy of her character just doesn't work in TV. If you have this character who's like, he has to learn how to laugh. And then in scenes, you just watch her smack him and be mean to him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it works. And I think that they're going to have to, I think the casting would be fine, but I think they're going to have to write her in a way that makes her feel more like a real person because right now she doesn't to me. Yeah. And I don't think it works in live action. I, they also have to cut like the slapping and stuff because I, I don't think it would, I don't think it will translate well. And yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Which is why there's no spanking in season one, right? Like yeah. I, I don't think the spanking, I don't think Rafe is going to start bringing in lots of spanking into the show. No. <laughs> uh, Ilshwam asks... How do you think it's possible that everyone in the Wheel of Time speaks the same language when a place like the Two Rivers should be borderline unintelligible to just the rest of Andor, let alone the likes of the Sancha and the Isle and the Sea Folk? I actually disagree with you. I, I think that um, I, I think that it is more likely than not that languages moving forward will settle into a language. Uh, like I think it is more likely than not that one language would survive the breaking than that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the breaking, um, everybody would fall into what was the most universal language before that breaking. Yeah, yeah. And so... Or, like, two, like, I think, like, Chinese and English. Like, right now, if there was a breaking, I think Chinese and English would mostly survive intact. Um, And that people who were not of those two languages would... It's kind of what happens in Firefly, right? Where, like, the human language becomes a mixture of Chinese and English. Yeah. and I, I think that there's some reality to that. I, I don't think that humanity would create new languages in a breaking. I think that they would rather stick with what's easy and what's... Um, no, yeah, it definitely wouldn't be created. However, I do think that there would be a lot more... Um, a, a lot of versatile accents and yeah. slang, for mm-hmm. sure. But, like, the base language would be, like, English or whatever whatever it is. Yeah, I think for the most part, people would be able to communicate with one another. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, like, if you think about it, like, the, the Sanchen only left Ranland, like, 1,500 years ago. Yeah. Which, which would be a huge change, right? Like, if you think about it, like, it would, there would be a lot of slang drift, but I also think that the reason why, like, if you go back in our history, 1,500 years, I think the reason that you have more language change in the last 1500 years than I think we'll have in the next 1500 years is because we have settled into language that actually is fairly decent at communicating what we want to say. And I think that we've gotten better at that over time. Mm -hmm. And so I actually think that languages are solidifying a little bit more than people want to admit. Um, And they're not changing as much because we have created the words and the, the size of our society makes it hard for language to continue to change. Um, Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't agree with the idea that um, every one of these cultures would have a different language. I just don't think that that would work post-breaking. Yeah, no, I agree. And when you don't have things like the internet or, or for example, you go and read a history book. Yeah. And there are words in there 
that you might not have heard someone pronounce and you have to figure out how to pronounce it. Like those kinds of minute changes and adjustments, I think would be vastly different everywhere, right? But but again, that's more of an accent thing or more of a like yeah. slang thing. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that there would be a base universal, at least kind of understood language. But this gets into my problem with the age, with the Aes Sedai being so old, is that these things would survive because there are people around who would keep languages alive, right? Like the Ogier lives so long that language would change less because the Ogier would, and this is the difference between our real world society and the society of the Wheel of Time. Yeah. Where, but but it's also the problem with the Wheel of Time where like we, the, the breaking should not have pushed humanity as far back technologically as it did. Because there are concepts like irrigation that would survive the breaking. Mm-hmm. There, 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 there just would be things that got passed down. And so technology would start further ahead than even where it's gotten to in 3,000 years. And I find that very strange. The initial question, I think, is how many languages were around when the breaking happened? Yeah, because yeah. if everybody spoke English but say I also spoke another language and then you spoke something else completely different, we would still communicate in English and that would be our default yeah, yeah. after the breaking because it would be what the what the vast majority of people could understand. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that you can have this discussion without knowing what languages there are before the breaking because the breaking fundamentally changes the structure of the world. Yeah, so, I, but, but I also just think that because you have characters who are 400 years old, that they hold, yes. and because they are the political structure of the world. Yeah. The, the Sanchin are different because they left. And I don't know, the Sanchin having an accent is not really enough in my opinion. But in terms of Randland. I agree, though, they would be more unintelligible. You have a traveling group of political leaders in the White Tower who mm-hmm. would be motivated, who would have a reason to maintain the language across the entire country. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that what you would see is that the Aes Sedai, because they can live for 400 years, Mm -hmm. they would structurally hold language in place in a way that we don't have in our real world because nobody lives that long. Right. Yeah. And so you would have and they would have a reason to like the the Aes Sedai have a reason to keep all of the language in Randland in their language because it gives them political power. Language is power. 100%. 100%. There is a reason why countries with large minority populations will make their languages national and will force all legal documents, all like all um, birth certificates, education, uh, education yeah. in the national language. Yeah. And it is because it gives the people at the top power. Mm-hmm. The Aes Sedai would want there to be a singular language in Randland because it would allow them to maintain power easier yes. over political leaders in different countries. Yeah. Whatever heads of powers that there were would would yes would solidify what people could speak <laughs> um yeah what uh stormy says and a lot of people bringing up the old tongue i, I don't know, know when the is. old tongue comes from i don't yeah because the problem with the old tongue is that it's it, it isn't tied into any culture or place like where does the old tongue come from i think it's from before the breaking like right. i think the old tongue is essentially like latin text that people found after the breaking but it doesn't seem like anyone spoke the old tongue. And when we are in the flashbacks with Luce Theron, Luce Theron speaks the same language as Rand. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really understand. Like the old tongue is kind of just like a thing that people keep saying, but I have no context for what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately we can't really factor that into our conclusion because 
we have no information regarding it. Other than that, it exists. Um, Corinne says, okay, the age thing helps, but not in places that aren't welcoming to the Aes Sedai. Total opposite. The only place we know that isn't welcoming to the Aes Sedai in Ranland is Tyr. And so if they're doing trade with the rest of the countries, I don't think they would have their own language. Like, it, it, they're not a large enough force in Ranland to change the, to, to completely break away from the, what is the trade of the rest of the nation. And, and that, I don't know how recent that whole thing is either. Yeah. The, I don't know when magic was not welcomed. So... That also has to factor in. Um, Baka Karn says, "What Matt speaks the old tongue because of his memories?" Yeah, but sure, sure, but that doesn't give that us that doesn't any mean anything. Context. That literally doesn't mean anything. It is another language that existed that maybe a couple spe- people spoke, and we don't even know how long ago. Yeah. Like at our current stage in the read through, we have absolutely no context for what the, the old tongue is and when it was about and how many people spoke it. It yeah. might be like. Like, you know, it may might have been, like, an elevated speech. You know how, like, hoity-toity, I know Latin kind of, like, vibes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, the, you know, then again, maybe only 100 people spoke it. I don't know. Genuinely, no idea. Um, Baka Karn says the old tongue is the Age of Legends language stuck around to Arctur Hawkwing's times. Then the, then the language of the Wheel of Time is nonsense. If that is true, then the fact that anyone speaks the same language is actually insane. The fact that the Sanchin, if if that is true, Bakakarn, and that the language that Rand is speaking is this somehow the same language that the Sanchin are speaking, then this whole series is yeah. utterly nonsensical. If everyone spoke the old tongue, if English then... developed from the old tongue the exact same way in Randland and in Sanchin, that is then that makes no sense. Bafflingly stupid. Yeah, but <laughs> like, I, but I, I don't have we don't have that info. So the the Aiel also shouldn't speak common. And no, but but the, but but the, their language was passed down from being the um, the Atha'an, the, the Tuatha'an yeah. for the Aes Sedai. All of these people have to have gotten their language from the Age of Legends, mm-hmm. or else it does not make sense. Yeah. Th- those are the only two options. <laughs> yep. It either is nonsense, or this language existed before the breaking, and there's no there's no in-between on that. Yeah. Because... There's no possible way that different continents yes. came up with the same language from a root. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, par- paradigm flux. paradigm flux. There we go. Got it. Uh, this is more encouragement than a question, and it is in regards to your writing pursuits. If it is something you're serious about, then know that you will feel more like shit if you don't write than if you write what you see as garbage. It becomes a regret that eats at your soul every day. So forget the wisdom of Yoda and take on the overarching theme of Andor. Just try. Who gives a fuck if it's shit? You can go back and make it better later. But if you don't try and it's something that burns inside of you to do, then just get up and try and keep trying and keep making shit if that's all you see yourself doing that's better than not creating anything at all. You know what? I appreciate I needed that today. Because yesterday, I had this grand idea, and I brought it to Clarus, and I shared this, like, huge story structure that I wanted to, like, to, like, I, I had a really cool idea. And I, I spoke for probably five minutes. And at the end of Clarus, did not look up from the computer that she was working at, and she just went, I like that. And that was it. That was all I got. And that I was kind of standing there it. looking at her, like... That is not it. Cool. You, okay. That is a, that is the conversation a thousand went, percent what happened. The conversation went, I have this idea. Okay. You said a couple things and it's like, oh, okay. 
And then you said a couple more things, and I was like, that sounds cool. And then you said a couple more things, and I was like, I like that. Yeah. I didn't have anything to add because it was a brand new idea to me, and I I, I had, I was like, I, I that's cool. Yeah. Definitely the weakest like, compliment. It. Like, it was the lightest touch. And, like, it, she didn't even look up. She just was, like, still working. Like, I like that. No, like, no, like, wow. You, that must have been a lot of effort. N- nothing. Literally nothing Whatever. in return. I'm still waiting for your book series because I... I you're going to be the last one to see it. Because I'm not going to handle the look in your eyes when you're like, this was half decent. God. Wow. So Paradigm Flex, thank you. I needed that. Because I was um, <laughs> I was, I was d- perturbed last night to find out that my wife did not think my writing was anything special. Uh, Father Jerusalem asks, if each main character was a Taylor Swift song, which song would they be? Uh, Cat Swain would be the, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Um, oh my god. Uh, Jesus Christ. Morgase, Morgase would, or... Uh, main character. If we do every character. <laughs> the problem is I only know like four Taylor Swift songs. Um, oh, um, Min. Min is, um, she wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts, she's cheer captain, and I'm on the bleachers. That's a thousand percent Min. about the day when you wake up and find um, looking for has been Okay, don't sing the whole song. We're going to get Uh, Rand would be, um... Cause darling, I would catch a grenade for you. But come on, that's Rand. That is not Taylor Swift. I don't know any guys. That's all my Taylor Swift knowledge. Um, white uh, white horse. Rand <laughs> would be white horse. Any more Taylor Swift than I do? That's not true. I what? Could, how I does white horse go? Um, um, uh, cause there's, uh, cause it's too late for you and your white horse to come around. Um. It's fucking... I know the song. I used to know the whole fucking thing. Um, shut up. You're making mind sounds, and I can't hear in my head. I'm sorry. I'm making what? <laughs> I, this, I'm, I, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I I'm doing what to you? I need to find the music. Did you just say that I am uh, making mind sounds? Shh. I need, I need a moment. Uh, what the fuck are sh- mind sh- sounds? Sh- <laughs> are you accusing me of being telepathic? Yes. You can't just you can't just drop. You're making mind sounds Stop on me. It. You expect me to move on from I'm that? I'm trying to remember the song. The fuck is happening? Okay. Um, Father Jerusalem asks. Wait, 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 wait. Oh no, that was that was it. Yeah. This is the next question. Oh, it's a different one. Um. Which game at Dave and Buster's would each of the Emmons Field Five be best at? God. Do you think we go to Dave and Buster's? We're busy. I've been to Dave and Buster's. Sex Monkey wants a "You're Making Mind Sounds" TV sh- uh, t- uh, shirt. Hey, I'll work uh, on it. Fuck. This is how nerdy got his wife. Clearly, Matt, a psychic. Mad is look what you made me do. That's funny. That's that's very good. I found popcorn in my bra. Is that a Taylor Swift song? No, but I've been there. Uh, at least I don't think it is. No, Storm D. Berlin is trouble. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Shame, oh, shame on, me. on me. Yeah. Oh, Perrin uh, is bad blood. Why? Because he's got bad blood with Slayer. Oh, I was going to say Perrin is teardrops on my guitar for Fael. 
You're the reason for Fair. the teardrops on my guitar. Uh, Father Jerusalem, I've been to a Dave & Buster's once. I was so drunk, I do not remember any of it. And so I cannot answer that question. I'm so sorry. King me. I mean, it, they're just arcade games. Just, uh, just arcade games. Go with arcade games. I was so, I was trying. We have no. so many questions left. I was trying to move on. And you're like, no, let's make this harder. No, okay. Uh, Perrin would be really good at the Simpsons game. Okay. Um, what the fuck? Rand would be really That's good so at Jurassic random. Park. Why? Uh, Nynaeve would be you're really good at Bobble Bobble. Uh, Elaine is really good at Joust. Um, Matt. Matt is good at uh, poker. You, you cannot back that. up a goddamn thing that you just said. And uh, Egwene is really good at... Oh, what's his fucking name? The Mr. Unicorn one. The Mr. Unicorn one. No idea what you're talking about. <sighs> the Mr. Unicorn one. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Literally have no... I have no idea what this book club is anymore. Um, this, I, this show is a mess. I think that um, Avienda is really good at Donkey Kong. Why? Why not? <laughs> you just named games and names. All right. <laughs> Any predictions for the big climactic moment in New Spring? They've solved the murder. The, of Asmodian in the future? Benoit Blanc shows up and he's like, well, Moraine, I do believe... God. Someone has been murdered. Um, I've, I don't. I don't know what the plot of it is, so I don't know how to predict. I've, I would have to like fake a plot. I think that I, I think the big climactic moment is Swan and Moraine turning. Yeah, from each you, other. yeah. You kind of already said that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Predictions for what the heck Demandrid Semiraj are up to. It's a great question. Uh, they're fucking somewhere. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Wanna be fucking something. I think that they're plotting against Moradin. Like, I think that, like, the reason why the Forsaken mm. haven't been around f fucking up Rand's shit is that their plot right now, their their main focus is making sure the Dark One still trusts them after the taint is cleansed and making sure that Moradin doesn't end up being the nipples because they don't trust him. That's fair, that's fair. If the Aja colors were ski runs, what types of runs would they... What does that mean? Guys, you guys asked the weirdest fucking what questions. What are ski runs? I'm not going to lie. Some of these questions today have been like... Top tier. Fucking so top hard notch S to tier. Answer. Um, what are ski runs? I think the black Asha would be the double black diamond. Um, oh, the ski colors. What? I don't know. I cross country ski. None of that makes sense to me. I don't... All I know is there's blue and the diamonds and green. Yeah. That's that is my ski knowledge. King me, I'm not gonna lie, that one is that's that's a question. I literally I I've been ski jumping and I've been cross country skiing. I have never downhill skied in my life. Xavier asks, Do you ever read the glossary that is at the end of each of the books? Not no. one word. I've never read one word of any of the glossaries. No, and they can sometimes have spoilers. I've never word so. read the word glossary. Um I've never turned to that page in the year and a bit that we've been reading this series. Colonel Sanders asks, agree or disagree? Tuan is a good character. Uh, disagree. I think Tuan's a terrible character. Um, I don't think, yeah, I have enough information from, like right now, Tuan is just the, is just the slaver, the head of the slavers. It doesn't yeah. have a lot of personality, except that she's got the hots for Matt. 
Tuan, Tuan doesn't have any, like, personal goals outside of what the Sanchen want. And mm. I don't really understand. Like, she she's just went along with being kidnapped for some reason. Like, there, I'm sure that the mystery of what is going on with Tuan gets answered at some point. But, mm. like, right now, it's it's not very interesting. And having your black character's favorite thing to do be enslaved people is, like, just really weird. Yeah. And it's it's not even that, like, she comes from a slavery culture. Like, I that, I think that... Uh, that can be story in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. What's weird about it is that her like hobby is her favorite slavery. hobby. Yes, Matt's like, what do you like to do in your free time? And she's like, enslave people. Like it is her favorite thing. Is what makes it so much weirder. Yeah. yeah if yeah, she was yeah. just, if she just owned, and like this is such a weird statement, but like if she was a character who came from a culture that had slavery in it, yeah. and she owned people within the context of her culture. That would be like just a natural part of being a part of that culture. Yeah. But it is the fact that her answer to the question, what do you do in your free time is, oh, my favorite thing to do is the advancement of slavery is just so fucking like it's such a weird swing for the fences that doesn't mean anything for the series in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. At least not yet. Yeah. Uh, See, Sarmi, what does that have to do with two on skin color? So, I don't know if you know uh, I don't know so how to explain ago. this to you, but uh, in the American South, um, chattel slavery was a problem, uh, and the 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 residue of that on our society is perhaps the blackest of the sins on the human race. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't say blackest; the darkest of the sins on the human race. Uh, and so, by being a, a writer from the American South, who then writes the leader of the slavery people. To be a black character who loves to enslave other people, it's fucking weird. It is. It's it's strange. it's fucking weird. It's, it's a and, strange choice. Um, it's 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 uh it's tone deaf in a way that was would have been tone deaf in the nineties. Like it's not even a like. Well, twenty years ago it was fine. No, this is just a it's a weird choice. And what's weirder about it is that it doesn't factor into the plot at all. It is just not a thing about a character. It's it's like a it's like a, it's world building. We're we're just using this as a backdrop, and, and I think that that is a very strange thing. If it was more important, I think it would be used better. Yeah, if there was something to be said about it, but it's kind of just there at the moment, and that's why it's weird. For but us. yeah, making one of the few black characters in your series love slavery this much is is a very strange choice for someone from South Carolina to write into their book yeah. because it comes off as very slavery apologist and very well the 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 black people would have done the same if they were in that position in a way that is um a, a detrimental stereotype and a harmful thing to write. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's a it's I think it's a swing and a miss. Yes. Uh prediction time. What do you think are the main goals, missions, occurrences in New Spring? Uh, we kind of did talk about that already. The like general direction we think it's going, right? Um, yeah. 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 Until now, whole series, who has been the most and least satisfying slash interesting arc of the five Min, Lan, Elaine, Avienda, and Tom? The whole series is tough, right? Because like right late in the last half, I would say Perrin. I think Perrin has been utterly derailed into nonsense. Is the oh is the worst? Is the worst? Uh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The least satisfying arc for sure. But parents, yeah, that's the thing. If you're taking this series as a whole, that's really tough because Parent yeah. was a banger in the beginning, and then it kind of got it. It fell off the wagon. Um, and Min was gone for a lot of the books. Yes. 
So I'm going to say maybe the most interesting is Egwene. In, overall? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most interesting is Egwene. And then, uh, I don't know. Avienda's pretty good. Avienda's arc has been pretty stellar the whole time. That's And true. even in Crossroads of Twilight, her stuff with Elaine is still pretty banging. Like, her, uh, Avienda might have the best arc so far. Because she's changed the most and had to accept the most change. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I okay. think I think Avienda might have the best... Um, I think Avienda might have the best arc overall. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I, j- j- just, like, from, from the moment where Rand breaks the Aiel to her accepting that, to mm-hmm. ride or dying for him, like, they, they've, they, she's had kind of a crazy journey to go on. Yeah. And, and you know, for all of the Emmons Field 5, they're back in their country. The Aiel don't really have anywhere to go back to, right? They could yes. go back to the Waste, but they know that the reasons that they're there are flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the the Aiel as a people are so broken, I don't know that there is a home for them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so Avienda's arc in this has been kind of, like, wild and cool. I'm just waiting for it to be a little bit more plot-heavy. Yeah. 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 But that's the same with all these books, right? Yeah. Uh, Father Jerusalem asks, Rand, Matt, Perrin, Egwene, Nynaeve, Elaine. Oh, my God. Fucking. Uh, and. <laughs> you named nine. You get three questions. Wait, wait. No, no, no. They're all playing a giant multiplayer game of Civilization VI. Which Civ oh, okay. leader... Does each one choose... Oh, my fucking God. I've never played Civilization Six, so I don't know. I've only played Civ Five. Very similar. Like, the win and the win conditions are, are similar enough to Civ Five. Uh, um, Matt goes military victory. So does Rand. Rand goes... No. Yeah. No, Rand goes science victory. No, he's trying to, like... Yeah, no, Rand set up an entire school to go <laughs> science victory. Rand is trusting Herod Fell. Rand okay, and Min okay. are teaming up for a science victory. Yeah. Perrin is diplomacy. Matt is military. Yeah, Egwene. I Egwene also loses is... really early on, mm-hmm. uh, and her country never recovers. She loses her capital. Yeah. Uh, Nynaeve, uh, military <laughs> victory. No, Nynaeve is a science victory. Uh, Nynaeve fine. discovers nuclear fusion in, like, round six, just magically. Um, Elaine is obviously a diplomatic victory. Avienda is a military victory. Lan is a military victory, and he Min- wins early. Lan Lan shows up to like the Middle Ages with like seven capitals. You're like, yeah. how the fuck did that happen? And he's like, I didn't even have any units. I just did it myself. Min does the culture victory for sure, and I think that uh, Fayil also does culture victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tuan, uh, military victory. Obviously, yeah. and Morden military victory. Uh, as far as their leaders, I I can't. Morden might win a science victory just by having access to science from a previous age. So he kind of starts with like cell phones. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, TCT, why not make a gateway to Elaida's chambers and capture her? Great question. Uh, <laughs> the rebels declared war against one person, and they can get her without a siege or an army. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Just fucking do it. Yeah. They, oh, wait. No, they don't know where Alita's chambers are. She has moved the chambers. Yeah. So. Yeah, they don't know where she is. That's actually funny. Although, here's... I mean... They don't know that. They're not there. No, but uh, but hear me out. Like, I don't think it's too hard to suss out because Alita likes to be at the top of everything and she's building her own little fucking palace so she's going to want to overlook it. I don't think it would be that hard to figure out. I think it would. 
I don't think you would make that assumption. I think that you'd be like, no, that's the the Amerlin's chambers. They, they, these, the these are people who make assumptions all the fucking time. They would just be like so cocky about Elena being in the Amerlin's chambers. They pop into the Amerlin's chambers and nobody's fucking there. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. That's a scene I want in Knife of Dreams. Well, I, here's the thing. You, you teleport enough people and whatever, you pick the wrong room, but you overpower the first person that you run into. You say, where the fuck is Elena? And then you go to her chambers and you capture her. That, that seems smart. Yeah. Um, Jen Bell says, "Have uh, ask you anything? Have you ever played Mass Effect? If no, do you <laughs> if you ever will? And if yes, who is your favorite character? Uh, yes, I played it many times. Uh, I've only actually played through all three games twice. Uh, and Garrus mm. Vicarian is the best character in that series. Uh, Titan. Garrus? Yeah. Huh. I've only played Mass Effect one, so my my view of it is like kind of skewed. Uh, a lot of the side quests were super samey samey." And well, that's only in the first one. That, that, that gets a lot better. That's what I mean. I don't really feel like I had a clear definition of, like, the like the real deep characters. Okay, but, but Miranda's ass. Yeah, okay, okay. But, but, but Miranda's the, ass, though. The pilot dude was funny. Joker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's Joker's got some, great. He's got some good personality, so I'm going to go with him. I like, is it Edie? EDI? The 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 um the animatron oh, I also like from Tally. the third one? Tally. Tally, yeah. Tally... Yes. Mm. You can um you can have sex with Tally if you want. Uh there is a there is a Tally sex scene. Hot in the game. Uh I flirted with what's her face? The blue one. Oh, um yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Titan says, What do you think of 2023 so far? How's your day going? Pretty good. <laughs> so far, so good. Thanks. We had a great trip to Denver last week. Uh can't complain. Cars got a little sick, but we're back to full health now. We're good. Blue Sun says, Are you planning on reading the graphic novel adaptations of Eye of the World in New Spring? Didn't know about them until this comment. Uh, probably after we're done the books. We'll buy them. I, I, I'll, yeah, I'll buy them. Mm-hmm. I like graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Sun Tzu. Oh my God, Sun Tzu, your questions are so long. Maurice has taken away Narishma's dragon pin because he has to learn that any reward should come from her. Who is Maurice? Maurice is one of the Aes Sedai with um, uh, Catswing. Okay. It's a classic training technique for dogs. So the question is, what differentiates the water bond from the domain except that we're introduced to it as something a protagonist used? How is Maureen just not a good slave master? It's not like Len could run away if she didn't want him to. Uh, couldn't break that bond. Uh, okay, so... And she has the ability to compel him with the bond, and if the Aes Sedai dies, the order is compelled to seek death, just as we've seen Sanjan's servants to the blood commit suicide in order to join the master in death. So the the difference initially is that the warders consent to being bonded. Mm-hmm. Now we have seen warders not consent to being bonded, which uh, isn't very much different than what the Sanchin are doing, yes. which is why it's fucked up. But the 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 difference is initially like for at least Lan and them. Uh, mm-hmm. Lan knew what he was getting into and what was being asked of him. So yeah, and in my opinion, there is honor in committing yourself to a goal, right? Like Lan bonds himself to Moraine and also bonds himself to her cause. And I think that there is um there is honorability in that. Mm-hmm. I think that there is there 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 is a chance for corruption, right? And I think that um Moraine's act of passing the bond off to um uh Morel, Morel. is uh a, is 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 a defilement of their bond. Do you know why she does it? Like there's reasons for why she does it, and I, I don't know if that necessarily justifies her actions. Yep. Um, but it does allow for Lan to live with Nynaeve in a way that I think is bringing him joy, and I so you can kind of understand why she did what she did, um, even if you don't agree with it, which I don't. 
Um, but uh, the, it is the choice at the beginning of it that is very uh, important. Yeah. I mean, you could honestly compare, if you wanted to, being a soldier fighting a war. You have to follow orders even if it means uh, dying. But, but I think that we've been very clear, like, what we we th- what we think of what Alana did is a rape. Yeah, right? some so, of like, the Bond shit is fucked I, up. I don't see it as any different other than the fact that among the Aes Sedai, it isn't a, like, culturally structural thing in the same way that it is for the Sanchen. But it, but it is bad to bond people against their will. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see them as different acts. I think the, the, they're very similar acts that are equally negative and equally bleak marks on their soul. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But consent is what's important here. Uh, both the Seekers in the White Tower and Egwene have been using the oath either directly or indirectly to force sisters to swear to obey. Because of the oath, these commands can't be disobeyed so long as the Aes Sedai in question believes they hold. Is this bereavement of autonomy different from indentured servitude and why, why not? Are all of your questions just trying to like bait conversations about slavery? Is that really what you spent your questions on? Was just to try and be like, ooh, but what about this thing that makes the other parts of... I mean... Y- y- um, I'm sorry, like, I maybe that's harsh, but, like, it just feels like you're trying to bait a conversation, but your the, the questions that you're asking are not holding enough nuance for what the situation is. Yeah, it's, uh, okay, the things are, things yes, are different. The, the, yes, the oaths that they are uh, binding these Aes Sedai to is mm. similar to slavery in some ways. Mm. These are also acts of war at the moment. And they are not being treated casually. I, I I think that there is a difference. Look, if they use these oaths for the rest of these women's lives to force them to do their will, then, yeah, that's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And that is equal to what the Sanchen are doing. I don't think that we're going to defend it. But if it's a temporary stopgap measure to stop these black Aja from killing women in the White Tower, then there there is a dark line there where you use the oaths, much like a prison cell, to stop them from committing more crimes. Mm-hmm. You give them a trial, and then you decide their fate based on the trial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. All, all the all those situations have nuance. So. Uh, by Aes Sedai way of thinking, novices and accepted are literally children because of how little they know and are able to do. If we accept this worldview, how did Swan using the girls to hunt down the Black Aja different from using child child soldiers? Because they're not fucking children. Like I like you're the the fuck. I'm sorry. I that that's mean, and maybe I shouldn't be as dismissive as I am being. But like, well, but the not answer is fucking there. They're they're children. not children. They're not twelve years old. So. Uh, it's more of a status thing than a literal age thing. Nynaeve is literally 25 and more powerful than any person in the White Tower. That's why she gets sent, because she's 25 and more powerful than anybody in the White Tower. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Sending a, yeah, sending let's a Let's send a 75-year-old who can light a fucking candle, why don't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bella Israel asks, do you feel it's wasteful to get a new spring when we have perfectly good old springs at home? <laughs> wow. Y'all are pushing it. <laughs> Y'all are fucking pushing it today. Uh, wow. Um, Blasriel <laughs> can uh, get timed out. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, no, that Crash was... LTD well done. says, I previously asked if you plan on watching One Piece, and I guess I worded that poorly because the anime pacing sucks. 
Uh, to rephrase my question, would you be open to reading the manga? Oh, we already answered that question. We have answered the uh, thing about manga, yes. Uh, well, and about One Piece in particular. Uh, yeah. Dimitrios says, by now you've heard that the following books are a lot better. What are your expectations from Knife of Dreams? We've kind of talked about that, but I just think that like it's going to pick up. I think the plot's going to happen. I think there are things that will actually move forward, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Krisu says, which are the top three most functional relationships in the Wheel of Time and which they're the most dysfunctional? Rand and Min is pretty functional. They're, they're on the yeah. same page. They're yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that is the S-tier relationship. Yeah. Uh, I think that pro- Amis and Rourke probably have a great relationship. We haven't seen much of it recently. Nynaeve and Lan works. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. Considering not really. Well, I just mean, the age gap's a little weird, but not 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 that. I just mean I mean that like Lan is like broken. Lan is fucked up, and Nynaeve is like I I am going to make this better. We are going to get through this together. I don't know. Lan is also like sneaking her away in the morning to go fuck for four hours. Like that's a pretty happy man right there. Lan has never been a man of many words mm-hmm. <laughs> in the whole series. So the fact that he will occasionally like keep her in bed until noon so that he can dick her down. I think the third, the third is Elaine and Avienda. Yeah, that's pretty functional. That's four, but. Oh, was it Nynaeve and? Rourke and. Oh, and then, uh, I'm assuming they're functional. Uh, Dysfunctional, Um, um, Perrin and Berlaine doesn't work. Uh, Aleda and uh, Aviarin. Aleda and Aviarin. Oh my God. That's a relationship that is dysfunctional. Yeah, too spicy for me. Um, Um. the most dysfunctional. The relationship between Showmat and Bookmat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Felix Ketchup Seipel 0 says, Now that the seals on the Dark One's prison keep on getting uh, weaker, how do you think it has affected the world in the book so far? Have you seen any signs? Um... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, obviously with the Bowl of the Winds. The weather. The weather. was a big one. The, the weevils. The weevils. The women's, the, the women's half of the power getting seemingly weaker, kind of. Or just they're not working the way it's supposed to. Like long-standing weaves don't seem to hold in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that those are signs. Um, I saw the sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, going back to, wait, wait, going back to Sun Tzu's thing about the children in the White Tower. The other reason is because they can lie. Like, you can't send Aes Sedai spies. Nynaeve, Elaine, and Egwene are the only people that can go lie and actually, like, do the job of, you can't root out the Black Aja without, with the three oaths. Yeah. Because they inherently have more power over you because they can lie and you can't. So that you send out the three most capable people who can lie and who haven't been totally bought into Aes Sedai structure yet. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um... Yeah, fair. Uh, in the book, Perrin throws away his axe. Maybe in the show he will get that axe in season three when he goes back to the two rivers. Yeah, I hope he goes back to the two rivers. He could get it there, I guess. Yeah, Master Luan gives it to that, him. That could happen. I don't know. I think it's weird, though, if he's like, here's the axe you killed your wife with. I don't know. It, it will have to be a different be axe. it's got to be a different yeah. axe. Yeah. I don't know. I think he'll just use a hammer the whole time in the show, and they'll cut that moment. I think it'll suck, but I think that's what they'll do. Yeah. Blue Sun. Hammers. You don't have to worry about blood for television ratings. Um, All right. Uh, if you had to guess, what do you think the last battle will look like and what would you wish to see in it? It's nine hours long, so I don't even know how to start this. Um, 
<laughs> I would like to see Rand win but die winning. Uh, yeah, I think that the last battle will take place half in the real world and half in Teleran Riyadh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the wolves will come from the wolf dream. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. But that's about all it I might know. It all take place in Teleran Riyadh. It might. It might take place in a rip in time where, like, it is both. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's possible. Oh, um, Matt will blow the horn. That'll be the next... He won't blow the horn until the last battle. Yeah. He only blows it twice in the whole series. Book two and book 14. 100%. Those are my predictions. Uh, Felix... I think... Um, oh, Moraine comes back. Yes. Yeah. Felix also says, have you played Dragon Age? I feel the games are a bit inspired by Wheel of Time. Also have fun skiing. Thank you. Um, I tried. I couldn't... We have Dragon Age Origins, but it wouldn't run on our computer for some reason because of, like, it's too old for our computer. So I'm hoping to find a patch that allows us to play it because I do eventually want to play Dragon Age. I've never booted up any of them. I have heard good things. And we own... I think we own Origins and Inquisition? Oh, maybe, yeah. But I haven't been able to get either of them running on our computer. I have not tried. Um, but I, I, they're, they're games that are, like, right up my alley. I, I would love to play them. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. There was a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, Ferdowoon says, not a question, but if you like me, is thirsting about Josha, I can recommend Just Friends. Nice scenes with tidy whities man-on-man kissing, and other scenes that would work in Smut Corner. Not my favorite genre. I prefer easy-viewing fantasy sci-fi over drama, but still worth a watch. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll go see Rand uh, in his undies. That sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, we're going to end it. with Albino's question, because it's a bed bond bailfire. So Lebs... Uh, says, speculation time. The following is a direct quote from someone in the spoiler chat without context, and I want you to read it and see if you can figure out what the situation and the context is what characters are involved. That sounds like it might be spoilery, so I think we're going to skip that. Because if we do get it right, we'll be spoiled. But, but... If it's from spoiler chat. I guess, but Monkey... I mean, would have got deleted if it was at any, way, at any point spoilery. Okay. Uh, the con- the quote without context is, that made me picture her rubbing one of those big old timey keys on the side of his horse grumbling about how this was more effective in the Age of Legends. That made me picture her... Big old timey keys on the side of his horse. Who rubs a key on a horse? What? That made me picture her rubbing one of those big old timey keys... On the side of his horse, grumbling about how this was more effective in the Age of Legends. I'm assuming it's Lanfear with the key to Rand's booty hole. <laughs> um, uh, big old timey keys is actually what they called butt plugs in the Age of Legends. Um, oh, yeah. god! I think that's gotcha, the confusion. Gotcha. That that makes sense. She's that just rubbing sense. a butt plug on Rand's horse. I have no uh, guys. I have no fucking clue what that means. I like that. That is a nonsense sentence to me. Okay, oh, okay. That, that made, made me, me picture, picture her. her rubbing one of those big old-timey keys. So, like, the keys that are, like... It has to be something that made a character think of something. No, something that made a person think of a character thinking of something. Yeah, so it's, like, Moradin thinking of Lanfear. No, but it's a she. Her rubbing. Yeah. So that's Lanfear. That made me, Moradin, think of Lanfear rubbing a No, 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 no. That dildo. made me, me as the person typing in the spoiler chat. No, I think that's a quote from the book. No, it's a quote from the spoiler chat. What? Yeah. That made a person in the spoiler chat think of a person in the book rubbing a big old timey key on a male character from the book's horse. 
and thinking about how the key was more effective in the Age of Legends. Is it because they had mechanical horses? It was a mechanical bull. No, it was a motorcycle. <laughs> Landfear rode motorcycles in the Age of Legends. Figured it out. Okay, okay, I gotcha. That makes sense. Lee Science, thank you for that super Science, chat. Thank you. Thank you for putting up with our BS today. I feel like you guys thank were you. on some shit today. Well, we said go ham. Like, we were like, I ask know, us but anything. What, what Dave and Buster's arcade machine does uh, Rand make you think of is fucking insane. I love it. That question that question really it. was, it was too much. Nah, it was great. Too I'm much. trying to, like, remember now, like, the Taylor Swift songs that I know. Uh, guys, if you want these incredible uh, Dark Friend t-shirts, go over to our merch store. It comes in white text and black text uh, so that you can buy whatever Aja. I am uh, David Nerdy Knightley of the Green Aja. And Clarus, of course, is Black Aja. Because she's an evil, evil, mean bully of a lady. Um, you can't me. <laughs> to end this, El Bainho says, Bed Bond Balefire. Sean, Serene, and Siobhan. I can't, I don't know who I don't know are. the difference. Clarice, high low of Crossroads of Twilight. Uh, what's your high of the book? Uh, I have no idea who those two characters are. I think Sean is the one in the White Tower. Yeah. So I'd marry her because she's cool, but. Oh, Chatterbutt. Yeah, Sean is Chatterbutt. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know how that. <clears throat> um, uh, What's your high of the Crossroads of Twilight? High of that, high of that, that thing right there is the Soul Harbor. Uh, the 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 Soul Harbor um, the description, yeah. the description of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. What's your low? Uh, the low. How many do I get? I'm gonna say Milo is everything else. I'm not gonna say everything else. There was some like there were some nuggets in there, um, but God, I just need the file shit to be over. All right, we're already End over it. three hours, so uh, and we have to go cook dinner. Smut corner. Ask add a sex scene, really quick. Um, uh, Moradin and Lanfear on the motorcycle, fucking. Morden and Lanfear fucking on a motorcycle in the past. Okay. I'm very confused about this quote. It's stuck um, in my head. I think Perrin lines up all of the sexiest men in it from the two rivers, and he tries to get them all to fuck Berlaine to get her off his back. Oh, my God. And so Perrin is just sending, like, he's, like, he sizing them Godric? up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> Perrin, I, I want the scene where Perrin tries to get one of the two rivers boys to go fuck Berlaine so that she stops paying attention to him. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I, 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 you know, I don't think it would work, but like, I, I see where he would, uh, you know, draw conclusions from. Yeah. Um. That's, that's a good one. All right, y'all. We have to go make dinner. It's been a little over three hours because this show's always over three hours now because I can't speak shortly. Oopsie. Uh, we will be back on Friday with the first fourteen chapters of New Spring. See you then. And go like uh, the Attack on Titan video that went live. What? Bye. Bye.